This is the Constant Crusade Podcast, number one powerless podcast. I'm EJ Olson. <laughs> Joining me today, as always, my man Nick Durheim. Hey, what's up? And to my left, we are reintroducing for the first time. <laughs> Back for the first time ever. <laughs> the one. The only. <laughs> Mr. Trevor Chafee. How you doing, man? I'm not doing so bad. I'm not doing Dude, so bad. I'm glad to finally have you on. You were so adamant at one point in time that you were you had you on episode nine. And you were on episode nine, goddammit. I was on a episode nine. Yeah, a episode nine. And we scrapped the entire fucking thing. Welcome to episode nine. This is at the part two. Episode nine, part 13. Part B. Episode 13. Part, here we are. Anyway, we had a real, <laughs> <laughs> we had a real struggle trying to figure out what the fuck to talk about today. Nick and I, we were fucking driving around. I'm like, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Turn the fucking music up. <laughs> and uh, we picked Trevor up and I said, Trevor, what are we talking about today? I don't know. Turn the fucking music up. Uh, but we finally settled on something. I still haven't decided what to call this because I, I can't remember what generation it is. It's, it's not generation six. When six, video four, games five? transitioned to 3D. Polygonal. Yeah. Polygonal video game generation is post-16-bit era. So you're talking about the Sega CD? <laughs> no one talks about the Sega CD. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, PlayStation 1 and 64. I'm not leaving anything out, am I, that we care about? <laughs> Did it? Did any of you guys have a Saturn? I had a Dreamcast. I mean, that, that's PS2 era. Yeah, is it though? It is. I thought it came out before the PS. It did. It did. But it is part of that generation. I mean, if you want to lump it in with N64 and PlayStation One, that's kind of wow, like is. saying the Wii U is like PS4. I mean, Xbox. I mean, it yeah. technically is part of that. Was it ninth gen? Who fucking cares? Gen. I Jesus. care. I mean, it's the sequel to the Wii. Yeah. Uh, well. Anyway, I don't know what we're gonna do. actually how we're gonna get into this. What we're gonna we're gonna break this down. We're we gonna is it gonna be a history lesson? Is it gonna be our memories? Is it gonna be a little bit of everything? I feel like better spoken and better versed people can t- talk to people about N sixty four, PlayStation, and maybe Saturn if you really want to get into Fuck it. The Saturn, but I'd rather just hear about what you guys had growing up. Okay, it's probably a little bit different from me. It's probably so, a lot different. So EJ, what what was your experience with that? Your first experience with that? So. You know, I grew up with an NES, right? Ages three to six. I was an NES sort of thing. what it says on the box? That's... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, I was playing my dad's old NES. He didn't care about it anymore, and I had no concept of what a video game really was. I just played it. I wasn't good at it. I didn't know what I was doing. It was just pressing buttons and things moved on the screen. I was six years old, Christmas Eve, and I got a game called Crash Bandicoot, and I had no fucking idea what a PlayStation was. I had this lenticular cover flashing at me and it looked cool. I thought it was, I didn't know if it was a music CD. I, I had no clue what it was. Yeah, because those were the same jewel cases of CDs, right? Yeah, and, I, and DVDs didn't exist. So I, I was like, I had no fucking clue what it was. Well, then I got a PlayStation. And all I knew, I knew it was a game console. It's all I knew, you know, and I, I was I was ecstatic. And I remember getting that thing set up and we got Crash, we got Spyro. And my old man played it for like three days straight. I didn't even get a chance to play it. <laughs> what a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, it was like his first experience with a, a video game console. Classic since he bought John. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I, I was a PlayStation kid growing up. I didn't even get an N64 until I was like, I don't know. A man grown. Well, no, I was in seventh grade. How I don't know how old I would have been, 11, 12. And so my only experience with the N64 was playing at your house growing up because mm. you had the 64. Yeah, I didn't get it right away because I was still, I got a, like a, a Super Nintendo kind of late in its lifespan. I think I got it in like 95. So a year before N64. So I think I didn't get an N64 until 90s, like 98, I would think. God, you're young. Yeah. Just a young man. Just a, just a wee three-year-old, four-year-old? Uh, I don't fucking remember. I was too young. To- was it Super <laughs> Nintendo your first me- video game memory? Yeah. Okay. 
I remember getting it for Christmas, or me or Nat. So we got a Super Nintendo for right. Christmas, and we got Donkey Kong Country. So had to been after that came out, which was, I think that was ninety four. But it was if that was ninety four, and I remember it. That's that's wild. But yeah, remember gaming on that. That's how I learned how to play video games and what they were. And I think my brother probably got uh, Nintendo Power. So I remember getting a sticker book for when then sixty four was coming out, and it came with. Uh, sticker book well it was like a, an insert in Nintendo 90s. Power of course and it was for Killer Instinct Gold okay which was supposed to be a launch title on N64 and I don't think it came out for like another six months after the console did but I I did what any reasonable person would do and I put the N64 stickers all the fuck over my Super Nintendo <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I think that's what ended up like inspiring my mom like oh they most like that N64 thing that Nintendo thing got me an N64 fuck yeah it all tracks it all tracks yep what about you, Trevor? I came into consciousness with a Game Boy, basically, mm. in my hands. Uh, my grandpa, <laughs> my grandpa had a Game Boy, and I was always just checking that shit out. And uh, OG Big Fat Boy, OG oh, Big Fat yeah. Boy, and you can hardly uh, reach the buttons with your tiny little paws. Oh, barely at all. <laughs> barely Trevor's at all. always had man hands. Okay, actually, that's not far from the truth. <laughs> DK hands, Reggie feeds me. <laughs> my body's ready. Um, as soon as I uh, started jacking it too much, though, my parents Whoa. took the hint jacking oh, wow. it with my big hands. <laughs> oh, no. This took a, a dark turn, guys. I don't know how we ended up here. Oh, it gets better. Trevor masturbates, everybody. <laughs> it gets better. No. Uh, yeah, so I got a Game Boy. Funny story back onto the jacking it thing. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to the Crusader Podcast. It just fits thematically. So I put my fingers in a blender when I was, like, three. That's nothing. But, um... I had to have my hand put in like a cast after they put the fingers back together. Fucking hyperbaric chamber. And the the male nurse remarked that he would make sure I was able to hold the Game Boy. And sure enough, I was able to hold the Game Boy. There's a nice little slot. Is that what you call your penis? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell me more about the slot on your Wait, Game so Boy. I blacked out for a second. You you hurt your hand jacking it? No, no, no. Blender. Oh, Blender, put- but... Oh, I thought your dick was. I in the was blender. like three years old, but this is weird. It's getting a little in the woods. Honestly, how did you hold a fucking Game Boy with a three-year-old hand? I don't know, dude. You have big hands for jacking it. I, <laughs> please, jacking I don't want to talk about that. That's this is why you guys are the number one powerless podcast. <laughs> Children are weak. Uh, with Trevor here, we have the number one penisless podcast. Apparently, <laughs> apparently. Whoa. with a weird blender <laughs> accident. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So Game Boy was your Ga- first console. Game Boy, first console. <laughs> we haven't even got to the PlayStation yet. Jesus. But uh, yeah, I had the Game Boy, played that a lot. It was always my grandpa that had the game consoles. Then I got an N64 from my grandpa. This is your grandpa with the very, very strong hairline. Very strong hairline. Yeah. Very native man, looking man. How, how soon after the actual launch of the console did you get it? The N64 I got very shortly after mm. because uh, I, my mom's friend... My mom's friend's sister babysat me, and her and her boyfriend had an N64 that they were hyped on, and they were very eager to show off to me as a young boy. Sticked around on Mario 64. That was super cool. Oh, yeah. Then my grandpa wanted wanted a console, and I was very eager to recommend the N64. Yeah, dude, just uh, thinking back to my first exposure to the N64 was through, like, screenshots and Nintendo Power. And that was back when screenshots were, like, actual pixel-by-pixel screenshots. It was someone with a fucking camera taking a picture of a CRT and then putting it in a weird magazine that was owned by Nintendo. So (laughs) a very weird filtration system that led me to that. But just seeing it and thinking, this 
is very much different from every video game I've ever played because they're all, you know, sprites and 2D. And then you don't see Mario moving and you just see a screenshot. It's, you get a very weird idea of it. You don't, you can't, you can't imagine the way a 3D game works if you've never been exposed to. I see. I can't imagine what that experience graphics. would be like trying to look at that image and trying to like interpret what's happening. Yeah, it was just like, what the fuck is this? I don't think it was until like later, and it must have been commercials or something that we ended up seeing, and then it was like, oh, wow. That's the promotional VHS tapes that Nintendo would change you? Change you? That was a word. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm having a stroke, folks. Yeah, it was a couple years after it came out, and I remember, I was still really young at that point, obviously, but playing Mario and Zelda and Star Fox. Oh, yeah. And eventually, like, Smash Bros. Just so many great fucking first-party titles, and... You know, not really a lot of third party, obviously, because obviously the cartridge was not very, not very good for that. But Tony Hawk, I played on N64. Oh, with the, with the that crappy joystick. How about the music on the, that's no, you got to talk about the music on the N64 Tony Hawk. It's awful. Yeah. Doesn't it like loop after 30 seconds? Yeah. I don't remember at all. And I just, just remember it came to fucking sick blue cartridge. Very low qual. I never played on N64 being a PlayStation kid, but it's Trevor. We cut you off mid story. I have a feeling that you didn't get this N64. Oh, no. My grandpa got it, but I spent a lot of time over there. Okay. you got So, you got the N64. Yeah. I didn't really... I mean, I had a Sega Genesis back at uh, my house with my parents. That's what I played mostly. And uh, the Sega Genesis was always trying to simulate this weird polygonal 3D effect. So, mm. like, the 3D graphics, I kind of had an understanding of early. And, uh, yeah, I played... But I played a lot of the N64, man. I spent a lot of time over at my grandpa's. Do you guys remember your first N64... The first time you got to immerse yourself in an N64 game. Like a lot of people, it's like, it's either Mario 64 or it's Zelda. Mine's a, <clears throat> mine's a weird one. It's a fighting game called Dark Rift. Oh, yeah. I've literally never heard of this game. I've, I have seen you play this game and it is very, very N64 fighting game. <laughs> very. It's uh yeah, it's a 3D fighter. Polygonal I look this up fighter. I, look this up. I encourage you to. It's a, got a really weird lore. But I was always a fighting game guy. Uh, Grandpa had Street Fighter 2 on the Game Boy. I jacked that. You did, you did what, Trevor? <laughs> what did I, you do? I reappropriated it for this my is benefit. I've, I've literally never seen this box art in my entire life. Oh, yeah, dude. That is what the game kind of looks like. Like as, 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 uh, <laughs> Imagine that, but with a little bit less, fewer polygons. As a self-proclaimed collector, I should be ashamed. My grandpa used to play the female character you see in that screenshot with the rings, and he called her butt cheeks. <laughs> oh, dude, you know what this looks like? This looks like the Super Smash Brothers prototype game before they it, it was just like faceless men before they No, it's like they took <laughs> it's like they took Tekken and put fucking like Mortal Kombat rejects into it. It's very like 90s spawn kind of vibe. It actually super spawn vibe in the art direction, man. Especially you could unlock the character bios and look fucking at shoulders nice artwork. Like Samus shoulders. <laughs> Uh, that was that, and then a uh, cruising USA Lamborghini or some mm. shit like that. Yeah, I remember the cruising Lamborghini games. cruisers. You know those games like in the arcade. Those games were awesome. Mm-hmm. You actually, you know, with the, the power of the arcade, it was like you were there, right? And then, and then uh, in, the, in the USA, in the USA, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, but then having the steering wheel and everything, the ports were really bad. They Go were ahead and just I say. Mean, it. I, I, I was trying to find a more great way to say. It. Yeah, they they were it was not great. But as a kid. It was like, I mean, I know, Nick, you didn't spend a lot of time in the arcades growing up. I still like, I saw racing games right. in the arcade. And now, before there were consoles that did 3D, you didn't see a lot of video games that actually gave you a 3D model of a car. Like a lot of those racing games were still like Mario Kart style where it's a sprite and there's like three different sprites depending on the angle. And it's still like 
was that there was like a Super Nintendo game. There were Super Nintendo games that did that. There were fucking NES games that did that, where right. it's just like we're flashing these lines to make it look like you're moving forward, and then oh, I passed a cactus. Wow, that right. sure is a fucking flat cactus. You know what? That, that was what was so cool about. Like, especially cruising in the USA, it was like, oh my God, I've seen this in the arcade before, but now it's like in my living room. Yeah, and it was supposed to be a launch title, but it did not fucking make it. No. <laughs> uh, but but definitely one of those titles that you have to have on your shelf now. Mm. But it's a game I'll never, ever, ever play again. Yeah, I'm happy. I've got my fill. I, I don't have a recollection of, of my first did, N64 did you, memory. Yeah, did you get a... What about your PS1? Yeah, wh- okay. So when did you move and we start and we like became friends? Was that it? Was after you got a PlayStation, right? Or was it before you had a PlayStation? I it can't was, remember a time going over to your place and the downstairs. I can't remember a time you not having a PlayStation. It was. I got it. I think I got the PlayStation. I was in first grade, and it was sometime in the first grade that you and I right became friends. So yeah, I, I believe. I don't know if I had the N sixty four at that point. I don't remember. It's tough. It's really hard for me yeah. to even like imagine grades and then a number associated with. It, so it's. Even even harder for me. It was that. easy once upon a time, but but yeah, I remember you having the PlayStation. Age. I think that is probably my earliest exposure to PlayStation in general. Because at that point, I I wasn't like, oh man, this controller sucks. Why is the controller like this? Why is the stick in the middle? It was just like, oh, that's just the controller. Right. You didn't complain about that kind of shit when you were a little kid. You're yeah. like, why does this game take forever? Why is it punishing me with instant deaths? You don't fucking think about that in your kids. Like that's just what the game it's just, is. It's just what it is, and you know nothing else. Right. So like, I didn't have that kind of comparison. It's like, oh, you have a PlayStation. That's cool. I got an N64. That's also cool. We just this is all cool. Games we, are cool. We just had yeah. We just had <laughs> games. You know, I, I you know like I said I got Crash Two, I got Spyro One. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say there was a third game, but I I don't remember what it is. All I remember is you having Pod Racer. That was my first exposure to Pod Racer. I honestly don't have Episode any one memory of owning the Pod Racing game on PlayStation. I just remember playing it with you. Did we and play I, it maybe on PC with like the joysticks? Maybe, maybe I had a joystick maybe configuration. That, okay, maybe because I never owned it. And I don't know really many other people that had an N64 when I was a kid. Pod Racer, that's a game that we'd come over to Trevor's fucking garage, dude. <laughs> kick it in the zone. Watch and- Sam just go dumb. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> yeah. broke it, dude. We got in the debug menu on that shit. Really? Yeah, never never had done that as a kid, but that game, you can Were you trying to make it too like, dirty. Irredeemable. Like cartridge tilt shit, too? Or is that just other games? Oh, no. We cartridge tilted everything. <laughs> Once we found out that was a thing, we cartridge tilted everything. And most games hated it. Oh, yeah. It was... <laughs> I just... <laughs> I never turned on again after that. You guys both obviously had tons of memories with the 64 growing up. Mm. But Trevor, you said earlier that you spent a lot of time with the PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. Was that early years or was this like creeping up like past a uh, post PS2 era? Oh, it's both. Uh, my cousin, who I spent a lot of time with as a young boy had the PlayStation 1 and not the N64 for a minute. He always referred to it as the Sony. It was adorable. You know what? There was always that one weird kid in elementary school who called it... I, oh, I remember... Sorry, I have to get tangential for just a second. I played YMCA basketball for like eight years or six years or something. And there was this kid. I, I shoot you not. We're, we're, we're in the middle of a game against these kids we don't know. And this kid was guarding me. And every time he'd come up to me to guard me, he would say, I have a Sony. My dad bought me a Sony. And he would run off and he'd reconverge and he'd guard me and he would have something else to say about his Sony. And I didn't know at the time what a Sony was. I had no clue what he was talking about. And I just remember after the game being like, that kid was saying some weird things to me. I had no clue. And then later I find out there's a kid, Ryan, in my class, also referred to it as a Sony. And I said, what is a Sony? Because I thought it was some fingled new thing. It's a fucking PlayStation. Yeah, man. It blew I, my mind. They're trying to apply the Nintendo logic. 
to the Sony PlayStation. Quick question to you, Trevor, though. Does your, did your cousin ever play YMCA basketball? Oh, wow. Yo, I think maybe. No, stop it. Stop it. All right. Pull up Facebook and go to, uh, I think we, I think I know this cousin. How bad would that be? Because Trevor's cousin was the one yipping on the fucking court. I got a Sony. My dad bought me a Sony. For you, kid, I don't know what that is. <laughs> he's just trying to find common ground, man. But it was everything has to be competitive, man. But he was so aggressive about it. He was like, guarding me. He's like, I got a Sony. <laughs> like, wow, he's like trying to get in my head. Like, this rich kid's trying to fuck me up right now. Next time you're at a basketball game, Trevor, I want you to just go up to any random person. Like, this doesn't have to be a competition. If, if they work together, they could put that basketball under the hoop a lot more. <laughs> Let's go, Blazers. Let's go. Uh, Sorry, so back to no, PS1. The and, Sony. And cause, so you grew up with the N64, but then you later transitioned to the PS1. Was that just a byproduct of like you know backwards compatibility? No, as I had very few other options. Well, uh, I, I know those feels. I really I really enjoyed playing uh playing my cousin's PlayStation One. There's a few games that are mystifying because I was only able to play them at his place. Uh, Toy Story comes to mind. That the PlayStation One Toy Story game. If you have not played it, it holds up actually. I Was wonder, there an N sixty four one also that people? I don't remember enjoy. if there's an N sixty four version. I think I know there's an N sixty four Toy Story game. Okay, I don't know if I ever played it's the Buzz first Lightyear, one. Buzz Lightyear actually, I think it's technically a Buzz Lightyear game. There was, mm-hmm. a, there was a Toy Story two game with Zerg in it. I remember playing that. I think um, that might be the one I'm thinking of. There's also a Bugs Life game I remember playing on PlayStation. Mm. Mm-hmm. All these weird licenses. Like action platformers, mm-hmm. yeah. The, the Toy Story one, you know, I don't own that. Thanks for reminding me. I got to make a note of that so I can go to eBay that later. Absolutely, it's a fun one, fun little action platformer. Uh, that one was, yeah, mystifying. And as a young boy, I guess I got into some weeb shit, and not a lot of, not a lot of weeb shit on the N sixty four. Not a lot of JRPGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, squared. Was Toy not- Story two, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Same. Hey, there we Sick go. Dang. That's the one. Sorry, Nick. Oh, uh, I mean, I'm just square. Wasn't wasn't homies with Nintendo? No, after anymore. they decided to go. Nintendo's the- dead to me. Sony's my best friend now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was it was it came down solely to the the use of cartridges versus. Oh, that's why there's so many great CD. games on the Sega Saturn, which used a CD. Well, I'm sure fucking wrecked, bitch. Ahead wow. of its time, maybe. Got me. No, I imagine that there were plenty of other back end issues that prevented that from being you know easily developable. But developable, developable. Yes, that that was that proper. Word. Was that proper? Sure. Am I right though? Am I right? I don't know. Developable. Developable. <laughs> Developable. Help me. I don't know. But I'm just saying words now. I I don't know how to get you out of this hole. Okay. So I will say that it w- probably wasn't a great environment to develop in. Mm, mm, right. So it wasn't very developable. Developable. That's what you're saying. No, I mean, just from hearsay, the only thing I really know about the Saturn is that I was trying to be basically an arcade machine at home. So it was really easy for arcade games to be ported to the Saturn, which Sega, is why you get a lot of shmups yeah. and a lot of those like first party fighting games like Virtual Fighter and whatever, what other one? Sega I always say as a one. consumer of the time, I do remember my parents in particular, I think the Saturn was far away from everyone's mind because they made too many add-ons to the Sega Genesis and mm-hmm. it became really hard to track where Sega was in the market at a certain point in the 90s. Yeah, because there was a Sega CD add-on which they supported for like a year before they put the out 32 the... 32X. Yeah, the 32X was also on there. Yeah, the, the Genesis was a fucking... had a weird... Sega was trying to play weird catch-up at that point, yeah. So. Which, well, you know, it's because the, the Genesis came out two years before the Super Nintendo. The Genesis was, was the NES's rival. That was their answer to the NES. And then... 
and it blew the NES out of the water. So Nintendo had to respond. They did this sort of leapfrog thing, but instead of coming back with the next gen quote unquote console, Sega was it did, actually kept two the whole years, or was it like a year and a half, oh, like I, a weird middle I, ground? I'm pretty sure it was like I want to say it was almost two full years. Yeah, because that was '91 in the US. The Genesis release, Super Nintendo. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, I want to say let's oh. look it up. Let's we can fact check. We have the ability. The but internet the, it exists. The, the book of the knowledge. So I still am looking at screenshots of Buzz Lightyear the Rescue here. Close that. Close that Dark Rift tab. <laughs> <laughs> Close that Blender tab. <laughs> God damn it. But, I mean, you're talking about earlier, like, your first exposures to consoles. And my my first memory with an N64 was going over to a friend's house. Not even my friend's house. It was my brother's friend's house. And he had just gotten the N64 when it first launched. And he was playing Mario. And that was my first time seeing it in motion. And, like, oh, this is really cool. Wow. The Genesis came out in 1988 in Japan. Damn. It's wild. Yeah, and and was relevant all the way through the 16-bit era battling the Super Nintendo. And the fact that, you know, I thought about this earlier when you said that you had the Genesis and they were always trying to do this faux 3D thing that the Super Nintendo did, but always with the, the help of some extra you know, Super effects chip you know, or, or mode, I mean, that's what, mode 7. That's what cartridges are like for, was that, that's why it was so cool is because you could add, put additional hardware without right. having to buy a new console. Did the Genesis ever implement? Oh, yeah. Stuff and like Knuckles, that? come on. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they put like a basically a DLC to a game. The 32X itself is a add-on that goes in the cartridge slot. R- okay. Really? Yeah. See, I don't, yeah. know anything about, I don't know anything about Sega. Really bizarre. Nothing. I played Echo the Dolphin as a four-year-old, and that's it. Yeah. So I don't know anything. It got ugly, uh, especially when you attached all that shit together. If you had an OG Sega Genesis, and you had the Sega CD add-on and the 32X add-on, and you had a game for some goddamn reason that was a 32X game that came with a Sega CD-ROM for the sound. Jesus you Christ. Could not, you could not open the disc door on the Sega CD with an OG Sega without taking off the 32X add-on. And don't even get me started. That is super the, janky. Yeah, ends up looking like a Whopper made out of VHS tapes. Yeah. Okay. Back to my cell phone here. I need to find out what this looks like. This is the... So the Genesis, I think, actually, because Nintendo with the NES, they did a a late in the lifespan kind of miniaturization. They did the same with Super Nintendo, and they never did that with N64, but Sega, I feel like, was way more notorious about saying, here's another Sega Genesis, here's another Sega Genesis. It's just smaller or differently shaped. Mm -hmm. It's several iterations, yeah. And then they had had the the combo, right, that would play... I might be talking on my ass now, but I feel like there was a combination yeah, there was one for the Sega CD and... No, 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 no. There was one for the Master System. Sega CD was an, addition, was an add-on to the Genesis. Right, but there was they had a, they did a console that was an all-in-one console it was, that would play... Oh, no, they did a, I think they did a 32X that was um Because of Genesis the problems you were talking 32, about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Weird fucking... One consolidated unit. See, this is, this is what people who don't know shit about Sega know about Sega. <laughs> yeah, and this is probably why I think the Saturn died or didn't even it didn't make any market penetration at all really yeah well you know sega really chased that dragon of like trying to create arcade perfect experiences Mm -hmm. in the home and they finally achieved with the dreamcast but for a myriad of reasons the dreamcast failed which kind of sucks because i think it was probably the best console it was very forward thinking yeah uh but anyway how do we get on to fucking none of us played sega I guess you played a little bit of Sega Treb, but uh, saturn got mentioned because it's the it's sega's only competitor in the era of video gaming that we're talking about so, what I want to do here, because we fucking can, and we've only been talking for 17, 18 minutes, 
Thanks, Big Ben. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you just fat shame DJ. Wow. <laughs> uh, I want to go down the fucking list here. Both N64 and PlayStation in any order. I don't give a shit. Talk about top three, top five. Uh, not even just favorite games, but writing, most, a, writing a listicle over here. Yeah, you know, most memorable experience. Like, like, what do you remember most fondly looking back at these consoles? The, your favorite games? Mm, okay, maybe not the best games because like, PlayStation One. I did not play <laughs> any of the good games growing up. Did um, anyone? I mean, I feel like a lot of those games. You look back and you see the sales numbers because I do this. I'm a weird guy. I go back and I'm like, oh, what are the best selling games in PlayStation? I looked at the top ten, and you obviously some of them like Crash Two, right? One of the best selling games. Gran Turismo is like Gran Turismo 2 I believe is the best selling game the PlayStation ever came out that with tracks. and then Gran Turismo 1 is the third best selling game and like it's all these kind of the racing games were super popular on PlayStation and then their own mascot platformer was really big but then a lot of the games you hear people talk about when they talk about PlayStation like oh my god Symphony of the Night and you're like well I don't know if it sold really well I mean I right. never played it when I was when I was a kid I never heard about fucking right. Castlevania until I was a grown man. Yeah, I wasn't oh. playing Castlevania or fucking Sweet Coden Two or Chrono Cross as a seven year old. I, I didn't have. I mean, Final Fantasy was the, was a big one. Right. Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, no, actually, I had the very fortunate experience of playing a lot of the really good PlayStation One games. I mean, when they were relevant. I, that's why I said that you were the one that's like into we, you're into weeb shit. And the, the, so helped. you probably knew what Metal Gear Solid was. Symphony of the Night was weeb shit as fuck and it's a great game and like the NES, there, there was some NES exposure there because the same cousin that had the PlayStation One was the one with the NES when I had the okay. Genesis. Sorry, so. monster. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what's the what's the one? What's the fucking uh, quote? Sarcasm. <laughs> I'll never hear that without fucking boop bop into a breakdown after that. Sorry, I, I, I fucking poisoned it for you. <laughs> How old were you then when you're experiencing like these timeless classics that some of I didn't get to play until I was a 22 year old or something? Yeah, um, I'd say between the ages of seven to like. 11 uh, actually enough were like the time like those were the hot times for playing those video games on that generation of consoles. also the best place to get a slurpee also the best place to get a slurpee <laughs> 7 11 you know you're sitting here playing you're you're playing through fucking final fantasy 7 i'm playing croc legend of the fucking gopos <laughs> like, like that's the kind of shit i was playing i was playing and i was and i was renting gex right get well you you claim that holds up as a, as a a fucking classic mascot claim, platformer. I didn't claim that much. I don't know if I said that much. I just know that I liked it and that people still play it like speedruns and shit. So it can't be like that fucked up and busted. <laughs> you little speedrun fucking Bubsy 3D doesn't mean it's like, hey man, Bubsy's coming back. Don't talk shit about Bubsy. It's coming back. It okay? is coming back. Revenge of the Woolies. <laughs> is that what it's called? No, no. Wait. I actually know. I got into, into this with someone on Twitter because they, they misset it. But it's like, it's either... Revenge of the Woolies or the Woolies Strike Back because I made a Star Wars joke about it. Sorry, I digress. It's, but so it literally is one or the other. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. I think it's Jesus. I don't remember. Okay. Wait, who cares? <laughs> who cares? Uh, but no, I was playing like I, I was, care. I need to talk about Bubsy some more. Come on, Bubsy's back. I must admit that I watched Pete Dore stream Bubsy for like three nights in a row. I don't know who that is. Uh, you just I feel. Uh, do I, should I feel bad about that? No. He okay. just he's he's part of the All Gen Gamers. You tried listening to that podcast once. Did they ever post a podcast? I feel like I'm, I subscribed and then they never posted anything. It, it we was saw the, their 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 chit chat. Yeah, yeah, that's he, cool. That was all he's right. one of those guys. Um, just a dweeby streamer. Cool. He's he, he fucking beat Bubsy 3D, one of the worst fucking games. Great. 
Oh, that revs that, my yeah. engine. So I watched it for three nights in a row. I don't know. I, I don't know what possessed me. I feel like that <laughs> speaks more to the streamer than the game. Then <laughs> No, I, I got two games a year, maybe three games a year. Birthday, Christmas. And then like, if I was lucky, I'd get one when school got out. Right. Mm. Keep me busy for the summer. And inevitably it was something it was fucking SpongeBob or it was, you know, I remember having the Stuart. There was like a Stuart little adaptation. That might have been Game Boy. You didn't play a SpongeBob game on the PS1. No, I, I know. I definitely don't like the GameCube. I think we just talked about this on a podcast, Nick. Mm. But you know, that's the kind of crap that my mom would buy because mm-hmm. it was cheap. And it was like, oh, my, my kid likes so-and-so. So I didn't get it. You know, I remember one Christmas I got the Cars game. I think that was PS2. Like it was just like, oh, it's Pixar. And my kid or my, my nephew has a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And I'll get him the car. And, you know, it's like, actually, if I recall, the car's uh, license, that was actually a solid game. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get to play any of these classic games. Like the most, I think, quality game I played was the two I got with the PlayStation, which was Spyro and Crash 2. Hey, need I remind you of the, the game you got from your neighbor, though? Do we, did we talk about this on the last pod? Yeah. Or is this off pod? Yeah, yeah. No, that was the last pod. Mega Man X, X4. Right. I think we can all agree that we each of us has an appreciation for that 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 blue bomber boy. Hell yeah. That was a fine franchise. Jesus. X4 was a weird, weird kind of turn though. That's true. That like those animated those literally anime cutscenes. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. very interesting. I remember the um I remember actually playing that game now that I'm remembering this the first, I've played this for the first time before I even moved to the Gresham house. Mm-hmm. I was in my old house, my old neighbors, Derek and Jennifer. Holy shit, I'm just like having this crazy wave breakthrough. Of, this wave of nostalgia here. He was playing it and he was watching the first cutscene where May, where X says something to Colonel. Mm. It's I don't know the but I remember saying reading it out loud and saying colonel and he said mm. no that word is colonel and I said no it's not. It's colonel. And I like remember arguing with this kid who was maybe 2 or 3 years older than me that and I, it, I was so young. Oh my god, that's crazy! I think I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was the first time I heard the word "colonel." I think that might be the first time I I saw the word "colonel" spelled out. Yeah, uh, wow. I, uh, mine was from a Clue board game. Mm, I, I mm, think. Mm. Yeah, I think that's Colonel Mustard. Yeah, makes sense. I never sense. played Clue when I was a kid. My parents loved me. I had Harry Potter Clue. Oh, dude. my parents loved me. Wow! <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't actually the board game. It was a CD-ROM of the board game that came out of I a thought, cereal box. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, was it like an FMV game from the movie Clue? <laughs> do we I think we brought this up on the last pod too we're gonna we need to do a pod just dedicated strictly to our own podcasts to no, <laughs> to, no, here's, no what, what what podcast are we do in HD we've got fucking we've got four, we're just reading the script <laughs> so we have 14 episodes we're gonna go deep dive in our own back, back catalog we could do we could do a great episode on just like episodes we did that never got published so, no no no, <laughs> like, no, no, no. you know ones where it's I, we only have my voice recorded because for whatever reason no um uh, i totally lost my train of thought well well sorry oh deep dive on like software uh legitimate games you got in the back of, of cereal packages and I think the most iconic one i can think of was the captain crunch yep, rpg absolutely but there was all sorts of software you could get coming in the back of a cereal box yeah i feel like i got a bugs life demo right all sorts of weird shit it was mostly like movie tie-in games and mm-hmm. then the demos for them right well we're we're way off track here I want to go like top three, top five, some of the most iconic memories you have of these systems. I want to start with the N64. Mm. All right. Because that seems to be for you two the earliest of this era. Yeah. And all my PlayStation experiences were from being at a friend's house or playing PlayStation games on my PS2 when I eventually got one. Sure. Which that's fine. But I mean, we don't have to stick to the the era here. Okay. So here's my one PlayStation game I played on the PS2. Okay. Fucking Tony Hawk 2. 
which I think also came out on PS2. But uh-huh. we had the PlayStation version because it was cheaper. Wait, did it? Tony Hawk 2 never... Yeah, no, actually, I'm pretty PS2 sure release. that was only PS1 stuff. I want to say was it? it was. Okay. Yeah. I, I, just, I thought it might have been in that weird bleed, bleed right. over period because fucking PlayStation sold a shit ton, so... Dude, if you guys come down to Eugene next week, like... Can we just sit and we just hawk it up, game bro? It up all for you, yeah, dude. Please hawk it up, bro. So I, I, what I need to do is find <laughs> out. Was there even two, like more than two players? Well, that's the thing. I need to find out. As I'm spinning all over the fucking wool condom on my microphone right now, they call that a hat. <laughs> it, is, it is a little behind the scenes. For that's you. a Canadian condom. So, <laughs> so check it out. Check it. Out. Let me just let me. Just, oh, oh, sorry. oh, sorry. Don't want to get you pregnant. That's terrible. So you don't get AIDS. That's terrible. <laughs> so check it out. I'm up from Eugene, where I live. If we got great healthcare for that AIDS. <laughs> you guys just can't. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. The kids. Uh, so anyway, I'm up from Eugene. I'm in Portland right now where these boys live. I think these fools are coming down to me next week. But what we had to do to, to do this last minute live pod, live in person, I'm actually looking at Nick's face right now. I'm looking at Trevor's beard right now. We had to borrow two microphones from a couple of buddies. And Nick's the only one sitting uh, who here. Who are those buddies? Uh, <laughs> from <our> the hills? <laughs> the, the fucking um, Elf in the Room podcast, uh, Max Montgomery and Andrew Chavez. We borrowed their mics. Because Nick's the only one with a fucking pop filter and a windscreen. I'm going to so, sound the best out of all of us. I mean, or the might, worst. That might be true. We Trevor and I literally have wool hats completely sleeving these microphones. And they're large microphones. If you guys know what the, the, the Blue Yeti mics, they stand up on these goofy little stands. Quite literally just a fucking wool condom. I want to take it off now, but I shouldn't do that. It'd be very um, fuzzy sounding. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious how this is going to actually turn out once I do post. But... um. Let's finally get to the shit. I'm going to start with you, Trevor. Fucking top three, top five, top nine. I don't give a shit. Are we going to go round robin? Am just I going to do the whole list? Games are like memories, feels, overall, whatever. whatever. the fuck you want. All but right. some of your favorite, you know, because I have a I list of- I'll start with N64. I do. You know, like I have, a, I have a list of like my favorite games, but that might not necessarily be my favorite memories or the games that those memories are centered around. So, yeah. So whatever we want. PlayStation came out first, but I think for all of us, our earliest- memory of that generation is the N64 then. Right? Because you were talking not about... Not for me. Not for you? Okay. I, PlayStation was, was my first memory of that generation. You still never even said what game you uh, hopped in on when he finally seized that from your dad. Oh, Spyro. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I remember vividly sitting on the floor watching him. Spyro 1? Yes, the first Spyro. Him trying to... Not knowing how to navigate a 3D space any more than I would have known. But him trying to figure it out. And, and we, you know... We had the updated dual shocks with the thumbsticks. Right. Um, I actually post ape escape. Right. Right. You know, it wasn't when I finally saw the original PlayStation controller. They look so weird without it. Holy shit! They look nude. It's they're like eunuch. It's fucking it's PlayStation controllers. Very off putting. Um, but I had never seen one until I mean it was middle school before I finally saw one. I can't imagine playing Spyro with without the fucking thumbsticks. No, totally. But everyone was attributed Nintendo. You know, it, it, they were the ones who invented the fucking joystick. I mean, they popularized it, yeah. And and the joystick we know today and implemented it in obviously a 3D game. I'm like, no, 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 that was PlayStation. I played Spyro. I had the DualShock. But what did I know? Right. You were just good. That was yeah. your first experience yeah. with it. So anyway, N64, Trev. All right. Well, as far as memories go, the night my grandpa picked it up, got back from Toys R Us and we got it all plugged in and started up, played Dark Rift. And I remember being the only one who could do super moves. 
and I couldn't explain. Got an Evo champ here. Oh, yeah. I like couldn't <laughs> figure out how to like describe quarter circles or like those inputs to my like mom and dad and grandparents. How did you mom, know them? Mom, it's I, easy. You press down, then you press down and forward. Then well, you press I didn't, down I didn't know how to put it, into, put it into those terms, really. I learned them by c- controlled button mashing. And uh, I, I know that's m- like. picked up patterns, basically. There was one character, for instance, the only character I would play, because I figured out through controlled button mashing how to shoot a fireball was this demon chick that uh, literally just humped fireballs out. She just, remember her name? Uh, Demora. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And look this up to Demora, Demora, Demora with a D. And uh, her her art in her in game art looked way different than her models, and that was like actually very common in that game, and it was weird. It was actually the most off putting thing. Yeah, I mean everything I've seen from you guys playing Dark Rift seems like it's a a very entertainingly janky game. It's incredibly, and that's janky. Boy, that was the heart of the '90s, right there. Yep. I don't know how to do a 3D space. <laughs> I don't know how to make a game, but I have to put this out. <laughs> I'm on Dark Rift. Wikia. No, the Dark Rift uh, Giant Bomb. Oh, their page? Sub page mm. where they're apparently. They're wiki. That's it's still a wiki. I'm trying to find just a list of characters. Because mm. Demora returned no hits. Okay. Uh, the. Fuck. What's her god name? It's really stupid. No, it's Deborah. It's Dem- Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> it might be Deborah. It's I, Deb- I just think that. It's demonic. It's, it's stupid. I'm still looking. We, I, got, we got a guy named Aaron, which, uh, just Aaron. Uh, well, it, it was weird. There was some <laughs> weird, that guy. weird wash, like, ah, weird. I want to call it whitewashing because his alt costume was what was in most of the artwork. But when, it, like, his primary costume when he selected him was a black guy. Okay. But in the promo material and in all the artwork in game, his alt costumes, what's being, and he has like a mask on, so you can't really make out. Who, whether or not it's a black dude, and I just thought that was weird because he's the only character that the alt costume. It's probably probably a little racism, probably a little marketing racism. I cannot Maybe. find anything about the character selection screen or any of the characters in the game. Renowned game, Dark Rift. Yeah, well, the, the <laughs> fact that I've been collecting video games seriously for five years and playing them my entire life, I've never heard of this game. Well, you 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 don't really give a shit about the N sixty four that much, though. I don't. I almost have all the games I care about and I would say the N64 is probably the smallest spot on my shelf behind the Vita. Which, you know, to be fair, looking back on it, not a lot of great games in my opinion, but like growing up, it was still the coolest fucking shit. So, oh yeah. Dark Rift. And then uh, I guess my next best N64 memory would be when uh, Majora's Mask came out. And, oh, you were uh, you were an Ocarina of Time guy. Oh, I had Ocarina of Time, but like that was more. It's interesting because I don't have one distinct memory with that. I piecemealed that game. Okay, like really hard, mm-hmm. and I didn't own it. I borrowed the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the good days. Majora's Mask was different though because I knew it was coming out, and I did a bunch of chores for my grandpa, and I convinced him I was like, Grandpa, because I, I was like you, I only got games birthday Christmas, and this was not coming out on my birthday. And I couldn't wait, so I was like, "Let's! I need this." He's like, was, All right, I think that was a summer game. All right, we'll uh, we'll go trade in some shit. I told, I was like, "I'm gonna, I want to trade in things to pick this up." We go and we do the trade. None of the fucking garbage I'm getting rid of is worth dick. Like right. this is still that thing. We went, we're at Game Wizards or whatever, and I'm like, 
yeah, no, they're giving me like 12 bucks for these three shitty games. Cruising USA was in there. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, the Game Wizards? Yeah. Down on fucking Foster by the 7-Eleven? Oh, yeah. That place has been there forever. Yes, right? sir. And that's actually, the nerds there are part of why I played so many great PS1 games. Wow. Um, yeah, I got Majora's Mask. And, uh, well, we, he bought just the game for me. And then uh, the God bless the nerd at Game Wizards. He's like, oh, yeah, you got the expansion card, right? The expansion pack, right? And me and my grandpa were both like, oh, what the shit? What'd that mean? What'd that mean? And yeah, <laughs> I had to, had to buy that. That was girthy. That was a girthy cost. And I remember being satisfied, but uh, kind of I felt bad because I did chores, but I did not do like $90 worth right. of chores. Mm-hmm. And I we were both expecting way more on the trade-in. So I was... Uh, Damn, that's the most expensive four megabytes of RAM. Let me tell you. <laughs> You just got to go back like two more years and it was three times more expensive. <laughs> that's, that's, we were just talking about this the other day, Nick. Like, yeah, Four I mean, megabyte expansion. Our conversations are kind of trite. Yeah, we aren't, we aren't very exciting people. Good thing we have a podcast. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the expansion shit. I mean, I got it when I got Donkey Kong Country because it came, Donkey Kong 64 because it came yeah. with the game. It was, its debut think, was with Donkey Kong? Yeah, I think so. But yeah. that was like a... A seventy eighty dollar game with the expansion yeah, I believe thing, so, yeah, and like so, I I actually didn't get that game for that reason, and I I didn't I just outright didn't know that Majora's Mask was going to need the expansion. yeah I didn't know that Majora's Mask was one of the few games that actually needed the expansion slot. That's weird. It doesn't seem like a game that n- really needs much more than uh, Ocarina of Time did. I wonder what they used it, look it up. used it on. Well, for one, Link is a like he has a lot more polygons. Uh, the kid Link in Majora's Mask it has. A higher polygon count. They used all those polygons to finally give his uh his holster for his, his sword a strap. <laughs> a fucking strap. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Before it was his velcro on. <laughs> and the world overall, I believe, has more polygons than uh. This is a very short list. Time did. DK sixty four, single player mode of Perfect Dark, mm-hmm. multiplayer mode of Starcraft sixty four. Which it's amazing that Starcraft got dude an iteration. Still on. A lot of really weird like PC games that came out on Super Nintendo and N sixty four. There's one other uh. Big one that came to oh god why why is this in my Doom sixty four uh, Doom went yeah Doom came out yeah, there everything um, but all, then yeah Majora's Mask wow very small list how many games were enhanced by the uh, uh, all the Star Wars games pack? there was like like thirty games mm-hmm. it's a sizable that's like half the N sixty four's library it, oh it, it, it helped with the screen rate of a uh, Goldeneye okay mm-hmm. the frame yeah. rate yeah it kept it running smoother but Looking I rare, rare games on N sixty four man that was they were basically first party. Ah, finally. Yeah. They fucked up so bad by letting Microsoft get them. What a fucking terrible sure decision. Who, whoever was, you know, heading rare and got that paycheck, I'm sure they didn't regret it. Well, I'm sure they regretted not working with Nintendo anymore. They got fucking shipped off to make Connect games and yeah. you know, Viva Piñata and then the terrible Banjo-Kazooie games that I mean, there's a reason why there's a reason why all the the people that matter in Rare left it. To start their own studio. Right. And then they put out, don't those guys who did ukulele? Yeah. And that's like what the people who like those old rare games wanted. I, I haven't heard anything actually positive about that game yet. I've heard a lot of like good things about it. It's just that, well, if you wanted a game that. Those are the same people that hated like fucking Donkey Kong 64. And I like Donkey Kong 64 because I liked it when I was a kid because I had infinite patience. Yeah. <laughs> that game is pretty much exclusively just walking in circles to collect all the bananas, right? Mm-hmm. That's an action platformer also. You're fighting weird beavers. But like, it's, <laughs> like, it, like it doesn't hold a candle to something like Banjo-Kazooie. I mean... Yeah, I think it does. I think... It depends on what you're into. I still think, got uh, great music. Still got the, the music. characters and like it's 
a Donkey Kong game in 3D. I mean, I don't know. I feel like those games just have their own character and that oh. Rare injected a lot of that. And that's like a lot of my experience with the N64 was Rare games without even like trying to. Like, of course, I played GoldenEye. I never owned GoldenEye, actually. I think it was like a conscious effort. My mom just not oh. wanting to have like a gun game. Right. I think my first shooting game that I actually owned was Halo. On that note, man, uh, weirdly enough, I traded Diddy Kong Racing to this classmate of mine by the name of Jamie. She she had GoldenEye for some goddamn reason. We mm. were in we were like young kids, and she had GoldenEye, but my oh. I couldn't have GoldenEye. But I had Diddy Kong Racing, which she didn't have. That was straight across trade. I'd I say s- that's a pretty fair trade. I honestly, s- I I do miss yeah. Diddy Kong Racing, but I do still have that GoldenEye cart. Yeah, dude, Diddy Kong Racing was like really really good i never owned diddy kong when i was a kid but i, I played that, it more when i was an adult and that's like that holds up a lot better than mario kart 64 absolutely does. i would argue that that is a, a vastly superior game yeah, and superior experience to to mario kart 64 there's a lot more to it which i think is a pro and a con there's a single player like adventure mode yeah really weird really bizarre very and, like kind of open world in a way yeah. Oh, uh, yeah it was it fucking weirded me out as a kid kind of in a way there was like it was just I got into it maybe just a little too young because I specifically played it at Toys R Us and asked for it for my birthday. There just was too little hand holding for me. I was it was just a little too mm-hmm. open. So to certain No, yeah, when you're a little kid and you don't want to read everything, then you like go here and you're like, where do I go? I I can't see a flashing arrow. <laughs> right. No, seriously though, this is why I I didn't get a Zelda experience really until Wind Waker. Really. I mean I played Wind or I played uh, Ocarina of Time at your place mm. and I remember like I still have this vivid memory of of not knowing what I was doing and like asking you and you're like I don't know figure it out and which is like to this day it's still your fucking <laughs> yeah. default response whenever I ask for help and you're like I don't know figure it out yeah the game okay if you stand still for thirty seconds in that fucking game a flashing icon and an annoying noise comes on that tells hey, you what to fucking listen. do <laughs> uh, no I remember just being like not having a clue what to do because my experience with video games have been two D side scrolling platformers. And I had 0% patience for any of your bullshit. That's true. I was a real shit dick of a child. And I was a shit dick of a child, too. And like no one told me how to play N64. I just sort of fucked with it. Because that's how you learn to do well, you things. You were smart, and I wasn't, okay? <laughs> I needed your help. Was? Damn. Roasted. Well, no, I remember just being so confused by like the, this concept of, quote-unquote, open world. I didn't know where the fuck to go. I just These 3D graphics were staring me in the face. And I'm like, I'm used to playing these. Do I go left or right? Go forward. What is forward? Well, you know, no, I'm thinking about it now. Did I? What year did Zelda come out? Ninety-eight, eight. Rose Mask was two thousand. So when I got my PlayStation, when I experienced Ocarina of Time, those had to have been super close. I don't know which one came first because I remember just being so confused by Zelda. Well, you said you got uh, Crash Two pretty close after you got a PlayStation. I mean, the night I got the PlayStation, I got Crash Two. Yeah, I think that didn't come out until ninety-seven. Okay. So we can, we can dig into this if, if we want yeah, to. I'm curious because I don't know. Forensics. Having such a fucking, like, I remember having a hard time with Zelda, but. It, well, Crash 1, you didn't move the camera at all. No. So it was very much still like a, it was basically a top-down uh, game, but with the camera, like, moved it. But like, Spyro, you did. Mm-hmm. Spyro, you did. And so I can't imagine but being Spyro had, like, tank controls, didn't it? But it did have the right stick, which is different than having C buttons. Yeah, but I just, I can't imagine being as confused as I remember being. If I Wait, are you trying to tell me that you can't imagine yourself being confused beyond imagination? Because I feel like I I see that at least once a day from you. Trust me, it's a feeling I know well. But it just makes sense to, 
remember being this confused, but having already owned a PlayStation. So maybe I played- I saw you driving a car earlier and it was terrifying. <laughs> I was in the car and you had no idea what the fuck you were doing. I knew what I was doing. I know how to operate a fucking vehicle. I just didn't know where I was going and you guys just were like not like in the helping. open world. Just, we were trying to figure out a great topic for this podcast. Yeah. Turn the music up. Slam on the gas. Break. Go. Stop. now. You were the one that had control of the music the entire time. Oh, whatever. We're sitting here arguing about this now. <laughs> the music uh, controls weren't intuitive enough. Uh, oh, God. Uh, so. <laughs> how do I turn this I, down? I'm, I'm, compl- I'm completely <laughs> lost now. I don't know where the fuck we were. We're talking about how you can't navigate open world games and how you didn't like I, lack of guidance. I just remember being so confused and, and, and one of the reasons I never played Mario 64 either. And to oh, this man. day, like, you know, like Spyro was my Mario 64. Spyro 2, to be more specific. That's that's fair, man, but shit. I think I loved open world games as a kid because I got to just go wherever the fuck I want without being told what to do. I lived under authoritarian rule. This is your fucking. We're living vicariously through these, these uh, little pixelated characters. Link can run the fuck off. Link, no one's gonna tell Link what to do. Yeah, Link doesn't even have those those stupid parents. All the people that tell Link what to do. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much the game. Except for that that fairy that keeps fucking telling him what to do. It was. I mean, Zelda is just basically just a long series of like just walking from one person to the next. Everyone thinks Link is like just this great hero. Like a lot of video games, isn't it like? Every RPG. Whoa. <laughs> Don't you love Skyrim? Whoa. <laughs> Dude, Skyrim, I spent way more time killing innocent animals and just like decorating my home than hey, doing man, anything in that game. You can do that with Zelda too. Except you're chopping down grass to fucking get rupees. That was one of finding Skulltulas to make these weird cursed people turn back into humans. Really? And that's very only- Cronenberg horror crazy shit in that game. When I was a little boy. I couldn't. I couldn't fight the first boss in Zelda. It scared me too much. Oh, really? Yeah, I had. I had have Nat, my older brother, play and fight Goma for me because that motherfucker was too goddamn terrifying. Wow, how old were you? As soon as that cutscene comes out, yeah. Wow, like seven, six or seven, you know, and like the just the cutscene of Goma fucking climbing on the ceiling and the eye spinning and looking <laughs> at you and it's blood yeah, fucking dude. red and Link is just reacting like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> That was literally <laughs> me. I was more scared by the fucking zombie things. It's me. Yeah, but you didn't get those until, until later. Yeah, the redeads weren't until you're an adult. That wasn't. Th- those were what scared me though, and so that didn't and the fucking find... sound effect, and you freeze and you can't fucking move. Taking mm-hmm. away that, player agency is terrifying. Yeah, that those those things fucking freak me out. Dude, most of my N64 memories. I mean, they're obviously all with you until I was in seventh grade or so. Yeah, and I feel like when we were, were, when we're kids, we're, like a lot of the way you experience video games were, was also watching people play video games, which yeah. I think oh, yeah. is why Twitch is is as successful as it is because everyone in that age group kind of grew up watching a sibling play video games, watching their friend play video games because you're taking turns. That's, yeah. that's so exactly then you get it. a lot of vicarious enjoyment out of it. That yeah. was that's actually one of my that's my last N64 memory. I got Pokemon Stadium two for man, what birthday was it? Second grade doesn't mm. matter. Had all the boys over. We're cracking open cold ones all day. Uh, fucking, high C. Uh, fucking high, high C. C. Fucking <laughs> Capri um, Suns. Yeah, the original cracking open a cold stabbing one. With the open boys. A cold <laughs> stabbing open a cold one with the bros. Well, what were the ones with the um, little twist tops? What are those called? Squeeze it. Yeah, the squeeze it. Motherfucking squeeze it. Oh, yeah, only... get like three full fucking ounces of those, those <laughs> sugar syrup. <laughs> God damn it. Those are basically hummingbird feeders for children. <laughs> <laughs> so you were drinking out of hummingbird feeders. And with oh, the boys. we were just all. 
yeah, gacked up playing Pokemon, taking turns gacked battling up. out with those level fifty presets. Oh fuck yeah! Just it was sick. Opened up that, yeah. the opened up the presents. It was weird because we all all these little kids were here and we were not eager to eat our cake. We just wanted to put in Pokemon Stadium too because I think I was one of the first one of the dudes to get it. Pokemon Stadium, like now we take it as it's just fucking dinky little novelty, right? But the thing about those games that was so cool was not only could you pop your cartridge in the back of the the Game Boy, what was the what was the that called? Little, little reader, the game yeah. pack, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just pop your game in, and like the Pokemon that you spent all your time training, popping them into Pokemon Stadium, and like there they are. And getting to see them. The thing is, the, the Pokemon, yeah. the Pokemon looked really not good. But in red then, and blue, they looked the sprites were pretty ugly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, and especially if. In America, where we got the show before the video game, yeah. the representation of the Pokemon kind of is a little uh, underwhelming at certain points. If you ever want to feel good about yourself, though, go back and look at the sprites from uh, Red and Green. Oh, the original. Oh, yeah. A lot of them were really, really gross our, looking. Our Red and Blue was Japan's, like, yellow. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they got Red and Blue as the special edition the way we got yellow as a special edition. Yeah. And that was our first. Yeah, because... We, uh, the green version. I remember getting as a six or seven year old, my uncle Ben setting up an emulator for me and playing through Pokemon Red. Uh, and and I, I had this thirst to experience more Pokemon. Mm. And I remember seeing the, the realms for Pokemon Green. And I was like, oh, what's Pokemon Green? Well, I didn't know it was all in Japanese until we downloaded it. But yeah, I remember like thumbing through that first bit in, in Pallet Town and like it, they are atrocious. <laughs> you You look at that and you wonder how a game like that took off, you know, the, at least the first iteration. Although I'm a graphics horse, so I look at that and say, "There's no, I would have played that." But the gameplay was still there. Oh what man, Game Boy game! What great looking Game Boy game in your eyes is there? Well, I mean, just look at the evolution between Pokemon Yellow and and the first generation or the other first generation games. By the, by the end of the Game Boy's lifespan, I don't like, think Yellow games, really improved the the graph like the oh the oh, sprites so much it, better. Oh yeah, oh brother. You totally. I mean, not not too much. Not I mean, I feel like Gold and Silver had a much bigger improvement to the that certainly yeah, to the spread, especially since it, they were literally Game Boy Color games. I think Pokemon Yellow improved the. Um, enemy sprites, but the 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 character sprites and looking at the back of. I mean, they were still like double pixel. Just oh, yeah, horrendous. Funny. I'm trying to. What are some of the most notorious ones? Like like Geo Dude from behind was. I remember Geo from front was kind of whack. Well, yeah, he looked. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Trevor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a big old thumbs up. Yeah, there were some funny ones. I remember Charizard looked really gross. Really, in one dumb, of them. Stupid skinny neck. I'm gonna skinny look at that. Like he looked more like a. Well, I like don't a, know. He, he looked kind of like a, like a weird anorexic dragon. Dragonite, yeah. yeah. Dude, Dragonite looked at had some really weird sprites sometimes. I liked I feel like the sprites I saw the most because I was weird and I had to keep grinding for some reason was the Elite Four. Yeah. So like Fucking all the Elite Gold Four. Bat. Golbat's hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> Golbat. <laughs> okay, for listen, listeners at home, do us a favor and look up the Golbat sprite from which one is that? Pokemon Red? Yeah, this must be. No, is this the... Might be green. But just look up Golbat sprites, because you're going to find some fucking treasures as it is. Just that huge, huge mouth. And those eyes, man, those eyes. Oh, the Blastoise. The Blastoise, dude. He's such a goob. No, but I think think Blastoise Blastoise is okay. Blastoise is okay. I I was envious of the Blastoise sprite, because I was a... See, a lot of them are just, they're decent, but they're just kind of goofy proportionally. Mew looks fucking straight retarded. I don't know about that either. I think Mew looks kind of cute. I think Mew's fine. It's just kind of weird. Dude, it's so easy you to say Down, Down syndrome. syndrome. Still be cute, EJ. Fair enough. I wasn't implying otherwise. That's uh-huh. not true. He totally was. 
Oh, yeah. Some of the legendary birds look kind of weird. I like Haunter spray. Haunter looks really fucking cool. Articuno's always been beautiful. Yo, is this a Decidueye? Oh, someone demade a I, fucking I, I, Pokemon? I, that stuff wow. geeks me out. I know it's like such a, you know, it's inevitable when something like this comes out. It oh, is yeah. too many pixels, but but they capture the aesthetic. I don't think the Game Boy could actually render that. It's not true to the palette. What is this Pokemon? The, that's Shinx? Yeah, Shinx. Okay. That's from Gen 3. This is, I know, a riveting no, podcast material. See, this is the Pokemon Yellow version. Yes. Or is this Pokemon Green version? This is green. But that yeah, no, like- that's actually the Mew that would have appeared in the American games. Okay, so red and blue. So that's the... Im- I've, I've done some hacking Okay. in my day. Yeah. Adorable. That's an adorable one. Was there a Game Shark for N64? Yes. Totally. Several versions, actually, and the later ones you could actually connect via like a... Or was it still Game Genie at that time? No, it was Game... There game, was, there game was, no, there was both. There was a Game Shark was and a Game Genie still. I, well, that was like, a, that was like a, a generational kind of thing, I think. I feel like Game Shark, especially with that fucking 90s-ass logo, I feel like that was mid-90s. Yes, Game sir. Shark was later, definitely. So I remember there was like Game Genie stuff for Game Boy and Game Shark stuff for Game Boy, but I feel like Game Shark was a little bit more... There's more of it around. I saw... I, I knew more people with a Game Shark. I never owned one. I just like knew someone who did, and I remember. I think they like hacked my, like I started a new save of of silver, and I was like, like let me get all the Pokemon. They're like, okay, so they gave me all the Pokemon. This isn't fun. This there's a reason why, right? It's not super easy to get things in video games because mm-hmm. it's the act of getting them that is the is the fun, not the having them. Right. But I learned a very valuable lesson that day. Don't cheat in school, kids. <laughs> <laughs> the Game Shark. I actually still have a Game Shark. I don't have the nice new one. I sold the one that you hook up. You'd hook up and download codes from the from your PC. The internet. I'm trying to think of the type of cable that you. It's a, the, the big old. I can't remember the type of cable cable it's called, but it's like uh, a PS1 cable or some shit. Right, something um, like the old mouse and keyboard would use the circle. No, no, no. It's like, it was like a big. It looked like a bigger VGA mm. uh, hookup, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Like a fucking 800 pin cable. Yeah, yeah. But the the game sharks were sketchy because you have to you put it in, you have to stack your game. You know, the game sharks were also sketchy because not just that, they were known to catch fire. Really? Yeah, mine actually did that. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, they, uh, I don't drew, know why. too much voltage. I, that must have be it. That Something must be like it. That. Yeah, I, I could, I could imagine it. Better it, it catch on fire than your game system. Yeah. But I mean, if it's attached to your game system, kind of shit all It's all anyway. going up in flames either way. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's I a, never heard about that. That's, that makes a lot of sense though, because those were like some bootleg ass fucking hardware. Sure my grandpa's no control house with that uh, goddamn you know hot circuit board smell. Mm, yep, mm, yeah, it's a good smell. A dusty motherboard it smells like dark rift. <laughs> grandpa, what is that? <laughs> well, shit. So with the N sixty four, I had especially a lot of memories with you. Is our you know our moms. We're pretty strict growing up as far as what we could consume, at least what they knew we were consuming, right? And uh, I think it's, it's like, it's weirdly 50 50. Mm-hmm. Some things they're totally okay with, and some things it was like, I can't believe, like, of, of all things, this is what they weren't okay with. Yeah, like, it's yeah. weird sensibilities, parent stuff. Yeah, I think, I feel like my mom might have, or my parents might have been a little stricter at the time because there were things that, like, I, I couldn't come over and play. Like, I, like, I'd never played GoldenEye as a child. Not once. I wouldn't Whoa. let it play it. So I did not play. Like, my golden eye was Nightfire on the GameCube and PS2. That's a good one, though. Great, great yeah, game. had fucking AI. You could do, yeah. like, multiplayer matches with bots. It was such a logical progression of golden eye. And so I never had that experience. Like, I, I, I completely missed that zeitgeist. Mm. And, so, and I have no nostalgia for it whatsoever. Um, so that's the kind of thing I couldn't come to your house and play. 
So we were playing things well, you, like you couldn't pl- come over to my house and play because I didn't fucking own it either. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> that makes a lot of fucking sense. Um, and we didn't even really play a lot of Smash Bros because I would always be the odd man out being the youngest kid or being the youngest one there. I'm not sure we had a full uh, force. I don't think you pack did. of controllers. Either, I don't think you those did. were pretty expensive controllers. Yeah. Um, but I remember always like watching other people playing Smash Bros at mm. your place. And so I, I have very little nostalgia for the N64 version of that game. Um, I remember playing Pokemon Snap like a motherfucker at your place. Oh, great fucking game. Yeah. Still, and such, it's a, a game that like every year I'll go through and that's like a six hour taking your time and trying to 100% it. It's like run get through that, in a couple hours. And get that one perfect shot of me at the very that's end. That's so hard to do. <laughs> it's so, I, I try. You, you just can't fucking waste your shots, man. You got to like, got to milk it. You got to gotta tease that Mew. Because there's there's like one <laughs> spot where you have to like hit him. It's not a race. It's a marathon. It, it's literally a race though because you've got like two minutes to hit Mew and strike a no, picture of him. Fu- don't fucking rush it. You don't you have gotta, time. You know how many times? Rush it. You know how many times that I, I Mew, you, you got to get that fucking defenses. Got to get her defenses down and then lure into a, just assume a, Mew's a, gender? A, yeah. Mew's a fucking girl, dude. Look at them. Those big beautiful eyes. That weird floating space cat. Uh, That's a girl space cat. to say them titties, and I was like, I don't know. No, them footsies. Them footsies. <laughs> footsies. Footsies. Uh, no, because the level was so short. You're and, on the moon. And there's this fucking, there's this <laughs> one like corner. Road. <laughs> there's this one corner you go around. And that's the one you, like, it, that's your shot. You've got to try and take it right there. And I remember resetting, maybe in 2015, I was playing through this. I was trying to 100% the entire thing. And it was mostly a breeze up into this uh, up into this point. I could not fucking get Mew. I don't remember if I actually did. I'm mean, you know, giving you, up. You know what? If you need some help, I still have my um, official strategy guide for Pokemon Snap. I'm gonna bring that down with you next week. And I remember in the back of it, it shows like all the best shots that like whoever made the guide had for like each of the Pokemon that you could take a picture of in the game. Yeah. And their shot of Mew, like I remember my shot being like pretty much exactly like it, and I got a perfect score on it. Hell yeah. The, the the voices that Oak makes, especially when you're you're running through it quickly. And you're, Wait, wasn't it like, oh, oh, wonderful, wonderful? <laughs> like, like you are sitting there listening to everything he says. By the by, the end of the game, you're skipping through quick and say, oh, wow, wow. wonderful, oh, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous, just scatting at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Professor. What's what's Oak's first name? Um, he has a first name, and it's in you know, Professor. I, <laughs> Who is no, because it's his uh, his uh, cousin or brother or whatever in in, uh, in uh, Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon. I thought that was Oak, and I was so excited. I was like, Oak retired. No, but he's, he's got, got like a mole. He's completely different. But I thought I thought that was just Vacation Oak, dude. Yeah, he really? just he retired to the island. He's like living the party <laughs> lifestyle. His brother's name is Vacation. His name is Professor. <laughs> God damn it! Which is why he's wearing that sick Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, I, honestly, I thought I was I geeked out thinking it was Oak until I realized, oh no, it's his fucking it is Oak. Samson. Samson Oak. Is it yes. Samson? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which one was Vacation Oak was Samson or Vacation Professor Oak Samson? is Samson, isn't it? No, Vacation Oak is Clampson. <laughs> <laughs> Clap and Schlampson. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, we we were like, let's do top five memories of each. We're like, we've each talked about like one thing. That's <laughs> keep, our top five. Keep getting tangential here. Top ten. Top ten. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry Trevor. That, was, that was purely for each. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Oh my god. Are there any games that you feel like you missed out on growing up from that generation? Yeah, and that you've tried to go back to? All, all the gems for PlayStation. But are there any that you have specifically sat down and said, okay, I'm going to go try and play Symphony of the Night? I'm going to try and play. Well, I, ha- I have no way to play Symphony of the Night. 
That's I, a really I, easy one to pick up. There's nothing. Yeah, you but what am I going to play it on? PS One. I don't have a fucking PS One. I mean, so like, I have that no, shit. Go to Goodwill, dude. I'm not going to get a we PS One info. They had ten dollars PS Ones. I have three PS Twos. I'll fucking give you a PS Two if you want to. Yeah, I'm going to hook up. that up to my fucking LCD TV. God damn it! We got to find this man's CRT. I know you're. Well, so I don't want a goddamn CRT. It's like a give a mouse a cookie situation. I've been telling you this for weeks. <laughs> I'm not going to get a GameCube because then I have to get a CRT, and then we oh it doesn't look good enough. I need a component cable. But the fucking first party one is so rare and it costs like three hundred dollars. I'm not going to go down that fucking rabbit hole for Christ's sake. Dude, imagine how fucking great it would be in your your cozy little room right now. Imagine how great it would be if Sony could let you play, play PlayStation One games on your PS4. That then I might actually want to get a PS4. The only way I can get it. So if you're the night is if I dust off my 360 and fucking find a cable to hook it up to my goddamn TV. So what if I, I let know, you? I know about a game uh, that get, get, I'm going to get us back on topic. How about I'm that? sorry. Here. Okay. Real quick though. I have an, I have a spare Xbox one. If I, if I let you borrow that, will you play symphony of the night? That's a lot of dude. Whoa. An Xbox one just to play a PS one game. And that's the best game you can play on that Xbox one. <laughs> oh, it's not being hyperbolic folks. I'm saying it's a, we'll make it happen. Trevor. Final Fantasy us. eight. Eight. I missed Ooh, out on that because yeah. I, it was hard to find when it came out. Okay. That's what the guy who has a car and he has a gun sword. Yes, right? sir. Leon. And I, so I, 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 I was aware of it when it came out, wanted it, wanted it, wanted it, basically wanted it for years. What year is this? 98, 99. It's 90. shit. I think by the time it entered my mind, I was playing Majora's Mask. So 2000, 2001. Okay. Like by the time I like really wanted to go out and get it. Was it was earlier than that though, because it was like Final Fantasy nine was on PlayStation one. And that was dude. There were, that had to have been Final Fantasy nine. I think was like 2000, out, 2001. Yeah. It came out after PlayStation two, but it was like not super long after because 10 was like pretty soon after that. 10 was like 2002. I remember playing. I, I played the fuck out of 10. I play. Oh yeah. I definitely, I played, Played a lot of ten. Played a lot of uh, yeah. 12. Eight was a weird kind of black sheep kind of game. A lot of people were like, they loved seven, but then eight was too steampunky. I didn't get to play it until way down the road, and uh, I'm I feel like I missed out on it because I feel like as a kid, if I had gotten it when it came out, and when you probably would have loved, loved, loved it as a kid. I would have probably really enjoyed it, but it is a piece of shit, and it's really like impossible to enjoy. Yeah, it seems like one of those games that. Does not hold up well. Not at all. And even seven, like seven, holds up okay. So, uh, yeah, seven okay. doesn't hold up very well. As a game that I did not play as a kid, that I've tried to play both the PS One version and the Steam versions. I think it, it it holds up in the in the way that you expect a PlayStation game to play. And you're like you gotta sure you have to have expectations, obviously. And just the way, like, so many people loved it for a reason, and it was cinematic. And that doesn't play as well now, but yeah, a lot of like the cool, just it was really quirky in Japanese, and that was like a lot of people's first kind of foray into that, like a really Japanese ass Japanese RPG. So it's kind of it's it holds up in that way. Whereas Final Fantasy VIII, not as widely regarded because mm-hmm. it strayed a little bit and it has this weird romance and the, char- the main characters are kind of shitty. It doesn't have this really cool diverse cast of characters that you remember from like Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, did you go back and like have you since experienced it? Oh yeah, and I you beat the don't game. Like it? No, I haven't beaten you it. Just you just said fuck this game. How old were you when you finally went back to it? Uh, I think I finally got it when I was about sixteen, seventeen, and I picked it up at CD Game Exchange for mm. not a lot of money. Yeah, mm. and uh, I had that green that green spine. Yep, the green spine wasn't wasn't great. Was not super great. That greatest hits really lied to you, huh? Yeah, no yeah. shit. 
Um, Thank you, Sony. Did you were you a tactics guy back in the day on the PS One? Love tactics. Okay, I never Absolutely played never played it. OG tactics. I only ever played so tactics good. advance. Yeah, and I, from what I understand, those are wildly different games. Oh, How yeah. crazy that, that it's such a cult classic like Final Fantasy Tactics has never had a console uh, sequel in twenty it's had, some years. It's actually, several like DS games, I believe. That's because I, I think. I think only uh, the Game Boy Advance and then the, uh, there was a PSP sequel. I think there was a DS one also. Really? I think so. Back the back. I, think, I might be oh getting yeah, it. I, I think might there be, wasn't a sequel on the DS to the Tactics like Advance. Crystal Chronicles got like a DS game and a Wii game. I don't think that they'll do That's that weird. because uh, what is it? It's the director. Well, no, it's... um the director. I don't think he's doing games much or... That, well, that market... Well, for one, Square Enix is just... They've got their fucking fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah, they're in a weird spot just as a, as a publisher. And um, what's Guys. that goddamn game everyone loves? Final, final, final Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem basically has taken like a lot of what people like a lot of the audience I think that would otherwise be on Final Fantasy Tactics. I, to- I totally hung up on. Yeah, but Tactics had, a, had a, a very different look at that kind of system with their like the job system mm-hmm. is very different from having like weapons and I, Fire Emblem. So I can agree, but I think they can coexist. It's just that I don't know if they can coexist now. The strategy, but it's also RPGs Japanese business, dude. They don't think of it that way. Where right. oh, it's there's a global, global market, but they're not global companies. Mm-hmm. They are global companies, but they only care about the Japanese audience. So you guys were right, and I have never heard of this in my life. I'm playing footsie with someone here. Final Fantasy Tactics A2 Grimoire of the Rift, and there's like two <laughs> different covers. There's like a variant. Okay, I see that. I see that. Probably um, different uh, regions. No, I'm looking at screenshots here, like much more isometric. And so I, I imagine the uh, map traversal is very different than something like Fire Emblem. Just, well, that's how all of them are. They were always isometric. Hmm, very curious. It was uh, really cool, though, because you would, you would see the depth. So like certain right. players could have high ground and, mm-hmm. it, and it played a lot better than the you what? see. High ground? <laughs> <laughs> you can't win, Anakin. I hate um, you. <laughs> but it, it played a lot better than saying, oh, there's a barbarian swinging an axe and hitting his groin and then above his head and his groin, you know, the fucking eight by eight pixels that you got on totally. the, the older Fire Emblem games. Oh, he's on a mountain, I guess. I The only game I've played that's like optically comparable to Final Fantasy Tactics. You said optically comparable and I just want to <laughs> high five you for that. <laughs> wow. That was that was a good sounding string of two words. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, really. Please continue. Dum Dum can talk sometimes. <laughs> no. Uh, Pokemon Conquest. Mm, yeah, that was the uh, Nobunaga's Ambition yeah. spinoff game. Yeah. Which they did. I was talking to one of our buddies about this, and he, he schooled me. Now I can't remember what the hell he was saying about how the, the guys who did Nobunaga's Ambition did two different franchises, and it wasn't actually the Nobunaga's Ambition mashup. It was their other franchise that mashed up with the Pokemon. Possibly, uh, but at that, it's like Persona and Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, it's all the same fucking like thing, it's, really. It's like, oh, it's a spinoff, but eh, it's, no. it's, it's kind of the main series now, and it doesn't really matter. It's the same genre. Right. And that's uh, Koei Tecmo that does Nobunaga's Ambition as yeah. well, I believe. Well, they do, yeah, they do the Warriors games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dennis, Team okay, Ninja, yeah. they have like all yeah. those games. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, the Pokemon Conquest, uh, from all, what I, I can tell, is basically just Final Fantasy Tactics with uh, Pokemon. Yeah, because yeah, so, those tactic games, yeah. the ambition title like series has been going on for fucking ever. I've never heard of Nobunaga's. No, that's such a hard word to say. Like that was an, Nobunaga's. That, that was a Famicom game, and I believe it actually was uh, released on the NES as well. Like it was, a, it was uh, really? localized. It was on Game Boy. It was uh, in the first like year of Game Boy. See, I'd never heard of this until 
I was doing research they about had a Conquest. Super Nintendo title. You probably never heard of it because it's like, oh, what's this really Japanese sounding words ambition? Right. <laughs> You're like, how about is ambition? What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, dude. I love turtles, man. Uh, so yeah I don't, I don't even know where we're at now I'm bad so you're talking about tactics I'm, I'm like, cut you're, all this you're, out. you're probably just thinking about PlayStation games and like the, the standout series obviously Final Fantasy is huge so like spinoffs of that yeah. too well, was there um, a Final Fantasy fighting game on any uh, on a PlayStation uh, PSP is that PSP really yeah. no there was I think there was one on console too I'm not aware of any on the console but the PSP one the, it got a sequel so there's two on the PSP or it wasn't a Final Fantasy fighting game I guess but it was a Square Enix fighting game that Cloud was in it's above my pay grade boys and like Tifa and like some other like Square properties I and know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm thinking as, hard, as loud as I can right now but I don't I even really care something about it was probably, this sounds familiar but it was probably an ass game which is why they never made another one yeah or Oh, yeah, no, there would be no reason they would be like Look it up guest characters in Virtual Fighter or anything. <laughs> to right. render all these buildings. Oh, man. So Final Fantasy VIII was your game that you never got to play as a child and you went back and it unfortunately let you down. Oh, yeah. Final Fantasy VII was that for me. I, I've tried to play it like almost every year probably since. So like, several years ago, I found every Final Fantasy game on PS1 at a garage sale. Got the lot for like 20 bucks. Um, Damn. Uh, including the anthology and all, you know everything, I, I was like, finally a chance to sit down and play this. And I tried, and every year since then, I've tried. I bought the Steam version, thinking this would be slightly better, a little more modern controls. You know, so what, what is this fighting game called? Oh wow, this fighting game is Air Guys. It's actually like Final Fantasy licensed characters yeah, in, it's, in this it's, fighting game. It's no, it's SquareSoft made a fighting game. Okay, and it has Cloud in it and on the cover. Square made a fighting game, and then a bunch of other people that I do not recognize. Yeah, ninety eight. Wow, really. Yeah, I never played really that. Very bizarre. PlayStation has one of the like all time libraries. I mean, obviously that was like RPG machine. Oh yeah. I mean, there, there's still RPGs every year I learn about that I had never heard of. And you can probably continue living without hearing about half of them anyway. So well, yeah, that's fair true. a lot of them are pretty not great. Oh, it doesn't even matter. Like they could be great, but after playing so many RPGs, they're kind of copying each other at the they're time. The uh huh. And it's. There's a lot of them, but if you've played one of them, I feel like you've played them all to an extent. It's the the ones that stand out and have unique mechanics or very, very good stories that you really should care about, I guess. So any games like that for the 64, uh, you just never never had the chance to really put time into and you went back as an adult? I'm trying to think because I was fairly blessed and got to experience a lot of the first party titles. PTL. <laughs> and then the rare titles, which were, you know, essentially first party. But a glaring one that stands out to me, just thinking about it right now, is Conker's Bad Fur Day. Oh, yeah. brother. Which, you know, obviously my mom would let me play GoldenEye, so this is not a game I was going to get hard M For sure. on that game. Also came out in like 2002 or some bullshit, yeah. like way too Nobody late. Nobody played that game. It came out late. It was an $80 Your fucking boy game. Got it. Trevor, you got it. I had that game. It was game. like an $80 or $90 game. It was like, I remember it was yeah. astronomical no, price. I got it at a garage sale. Okay, okay. Pretty, but you weren't, pricey. I mean, 2002, that was a, a year after the GameCube came out. Yeah, and it was fucking worth it. That was so right for like that stage of my life and like the humor in it and all that shit was just so what my young mind needed. I needed the fucking see some evil german speaking teddy bears and i needed this to see the, so much Trevor. the jews represented as weasels and i needed to take a oh piss in a God. bathroom to do damage to people you know i tried to go back and play this uh when i got my xbox a couple years ago 
and they had the rare retro replay or whatever. Mm-hmm. One moment. What's up? If you if you would give it to me, baby. Um, quick little correction for ourselves. Game of 2001. That's all, really. All right. <laughs> Can you find the original MSRP on that? Oh boy, yeah. It had to have been eighty bucks at the very least. No, I think it could, pod, have, it could have been sixty. Our pod's about to get interrupted. I, I think by a large tall man. Here he comes. Uh oh. Contra Crusade about to get introduced to the man, the myth, the legend. Guest starring, our very own. <laughs> oh wait, is he? Is he leaving? Oh yeah, our very own <laughs> EJ's little brother Andrew Wilson. Oh, he's blushing. Why are you being weird about that? I've never heard that voice come out of your body before. <laughs> Go Nick over here. I mean, I'm just, I'm hamming it up. Yeah, we're currently recording in my little brother's bedroom. Yeah, there's no way in hell I'm going to find an MSRP for 2001 Conquerors Bad Fur Day. I'm sorry. I can tell you how much it costs right now on eBay. That's the best I can do. Is this still, it's still sub 100, right? No, it's buck 50. Wow, oh, that, that sucks, dude. I got it yeah, stolen complete. from me. Oh, okay. Freshman year, and I'll never see it again, probably. I'm the glass I check, it was like 30, 30 loose. Wow. For eBay, yeah. Wow. Right now? Wow. It, whoa, that's not bad. I'm buying that tonight. Is it really? Send me that listing. Is that a repro? You can't do It's probably a repro. repros. I don't think I'm do 64 repros. Yet. I mean, I'm just looking at price charting, and they, are, they frequently show repros. I just don't think you can do 64 repros. Those don't exist, do they? Uh, oh, yeah, I can't see why they wouldn't. Do they? Yeah. I've never seen I mean, one. look at them. Isn't the EverDrive one, just a glorified repro? No. A lot of hardware shit going on in there. Yeah. But no, I've seen like uh, ROM chips for... Really? The, and like easy ways to like make your own repros if you wanted to. Like it's available. So... We'll pull that out for me because last time I tried to buy it, like Conqueror was going for like 70-ish. Yeah, I'm varying yeah. in general. It's weird how N64 games have kind of because obviously the N64 didn't sell very well. The best-selling games, there's like a, a, a limit, you know. Best-selling game, obviously, Mario, because it came, it was a pack-in. Right. Not really. But that was, was the, the game. It was the only game It was available. the only game Matt you could buy. Wings so at launch. Yeah, but those are like, uncom- every game for N64 is uncommon in a way. Right. But, but yeah, like, Conquer was like the only game I, did, I never played. And like, I had the opportunity to go back to play. I think I bought it on, on 360. Because yeah. those were one of those games. I got that. I got the... Both the Banjo games, which I beat both of those because I fucking love those games. But then I tried playing Conquer and it just like didn't resonate within the first 10 minutes or whatever. And pulled an EJ. I just fucking, I, I, fuck I dropped it. I was playing. Other, no, I didn't say fuck this game because I'm not a EJ. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you just get, you get, for some reason you get mad. I get mad. I and say, me, I just I'm get bored. <laughs> I, uh, I went back for one N64 game and it was at the suggestion of our friend Nigel. Made me go back and play Aiden Chronicles. Ooh, yeah, that's one, one of three of. RPGs on the 64. Exactly. I literally, that came about from me going, yeah, there were no RPGs on the 64. And him going, oh, dude, I went Aspie for like 900 hours and handed me wow. this cart that I don't know how his safe battery still is going, but he yeah. was not lying. They uh, used double Aiden A's in the, in the N64. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> what RPGs were there? Paper Mario. Quest. Quest 64, obviously. Aiden Chronicles. Tactics Ogre. Tactics Ogre, yeah. I played that one. I did play that one, I, but I mostly played those on the PS1 like a fucking reasonable person. Right? What? That's one of those games I still would like to go back and play and haven't. Yeah. It's also an expensive game. I remember being hey. a kid in the second Tactics Ogre. This is completely tangential, but uh, the main character from the first one was beaten retarded in the opening cutscene, and I thought Whoa. that was fucking nuts. Whoa. Wow. Is that, the, is that in the Game Boy Advance like version? Little, because I want to play that. Edgy. Little, little sprites, and he's like, he gets like, Fucking, so he's in a chair and he's already like been tortured and he gets smacked in the head and he goes, 
uh, and then falls forward out of his little sprite chair. (laughs) Oh my God. Hey man, I mean, to be fair, we we saw a lot of that shit in Tom and Jerry, so getting beaten dumb common in our just youth. Lie. It's just a uh, lie. Yeah, you get like a weird lump that shows up and the canaries start flying around and going <laughs> for some reason as that as that lump reaches its apex it already has the band-aid on it. Yep. That's how you no oh it's about it's an owie. It's a, <laughs> it's, a it's a boo-boo owie. <laughs> a boo-bowie. You know back to the conquerors thing. So well here's the deal. I tried to play that game and I, I feel like I would have gotten into it except for that the x-axis is completely reversed and there's no option to change it whether in the game menu, in the re- retro replay menu. So like the camera the, control, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or in the Xbox menu itself, you can reverse the Y axis, but not the X axis. So you're trying to look around and it's, I mean, the most unintuitive thing. Um, maybe it made, actually, I don't know how it would have made more sense with the C buttons. Like you hit right and your camera goes to the fucking opposite direction. And it's so disorienting, especially trying to go back to it 20 years later. It's hard for me to imagine how camera controls are supposed to work in a 64 game just because pressing the button is very different than leaning a stick. Another reason that 64 games don't emulate the best. It's true. Yeah, yeah you got to have a controller that is proper for it. Yeah. Need six but need six face buttons. Yeah. I'm surprised that controllers haven't tried to incorporate six face buttons in general. We'll see what Atari does. Atari, <laughs> dude. I, I fucking A. Don't get me started on that shit. I'm, not, I'm more excited about the Duke coming back. The Duke. Well, Get those white, bu- white and black buttons. Big boy. There's a six button controller right there. Is that going to be compatible with, I'm assuming, the current generation of Xbox? Yeah, it's going to be a USB controller. Okay. Specifically so for the... So you can use it on your computer also. That's cool. FYI. I mean, I never used the Duke. I always had the slimmer edition. Yeah, you got those big beefy man hands for jerking it. I, whoa. Jerking it. That was a Trevor reference. <laughs> Y'all remember that? It was an hour and a half ago. Still with us? <laughs> Probably not after that story. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I want to go back and play KOTOR on the on the Xbox backwards compatibility, but I'm like, I can play it on my PC, Why? but there's no proper gamepad support, and XPadder is only so effective, mm. so just having a I proper... I hate that shit, man. I can't play Portal 1 for shit on my, on my PC because of that. Yeah. I have to like, go into the Steam forums and fucking download a patch or some bullshit. What about KOTOR makes you think you need a controller to play it comfortably? So, I, I mean, I grew up playing that game with a mouse and keyboard. But it's like the only game I played with a mouse and keyboard outside of the few MMOs I played. Mm-hmm. I just really crave. I watch my cousin play it on the Xbox. I just want that experience of sitting on the fucking couch with a, my dick in one hand and Kotor in the other. All right. Like yeah. if I have to play an inferior mm-hmm. version on a backwards compatible machine, like I will do it just to finally have that experience. Years ago, I bought, I fucking bought Kotor. I have a physical copy of it floating around somewhere in my apartment right now. That's terrifying. It's just floating. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking mystery. Possessed by a weird ghost. Remember, Nick, when we moved in together in 2011, we had a Dude, roommate who had an Xbox. Maybe he fucking sold your KOTOR copy. No, I still have the copy, but <laughs> I bought it because he had a 360, and I like thought I, it would be backwards compatible because originally they were. If you had a hard drive in your thing, it was yeah, only a lot of games them. were backwards compatible. Well, that it was, was not one of them. I feel like, I don't know, but it feels, it feels like it was a lot of games. KOTOR was not one of them. Yeah, didn't work, and That's I was so so boned about it. But I'm excited for that. How do we get onto this? Jesus Christ, uh, revisiting garbage. You, I was gonna say you're talking about Conkers for a little bit, but you never really owned an N64 until you got your weird game collecting bullshit. Seventh grade. So I say yeah, a lot of the library kind of passed you by, and you've said that you revisited a lot of them, and not really they haven't jived with you. They haven't really felt that obvious nostalgia grab or what have you. So. 
since you've gone and you've probably revisited a lot of those titles, which ones were you actually surprised and enjoyed? Because it seems like those are more rare than the ones that were passing you by. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember in seventh grade, my favorite title, I want to say it was probably Star Fox 64. Mm-hmm. I still think it's probably the one game that holds up the best on the system. I mean, I'm trying to think of games that hold up to modern standards and you can pick up and play. Or I could have my eight-year-old brother pick up and play and not feel like he has no idea what he's doing. Uh, that game still controls solidly. I could give you an example, but I want you to come to it naturally. I mean, Paper Mario, obviously. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, but it's kind of a different, vein, you know, different genre and different different experience. So RPGs are built to hold up better. Well, yeah, it's Kirby. But, I mean, to be fair, it had a lot of like, action. You didn't play the Crystal so, Shards? No. Really? No, yeah, Kirby was fucking great on 64. You would love it. Because, you know, the you're like we were talking about this on another podcast. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about Squeak Squad and the combining powers, but it was way more fleshed out in uh Hey, can we 64? get a celebrity shot over here? Andrew, did Kirby Squeak Squad, could you combine the powers of two enemies that you sucked up? I, I, I almost think it was simplified. I was watching a video about combining powers, and they were talking about the new Kirby game that they showed at the E3. And in Kirby uh, Squeak Squad, you could you can combine um, and make like different elemental swords and elemental bombs. Okay, is that right? Andrew shaking like a, fire, a fire sword and a fire bomb and an ice sword and ice bomb. Okay, and that kind of thing. So like, c- kind of, but like in Crystal uh, Shards, you can get a rock power and an ice power, and you became a curling iron, and you would slide along the ground. That's or fucking you would cool. get like a rock power and a bomb power, and make you'd become a volcano. Like oh, yeah. it was like really like very like there was a fucking graph, you know. So that, is that on my list of games I have to buy before you come down next week? That's a, that's a must play. I yeah, think. it actually has a lot of really fun multiplayer mini games too. Really? Yeah, I I would definitely pick that up. Did you play that as a kid, or is that something you came to I later? I played it as a kid all the goddamn time. Yeah, I played. That I just I just missed it. I didn't even know it was a, like a classic Kirby experience. I thought it was like some weird, you know, like Kirby's Air Ride, some weird offshoot. I that think no it's about as much of a definitive Kirby experience as you can get. Really? Yeah, I'd say it's Holy probably shit. my favorite Kirby game, and that's coming from someone who the year before got Kirby's Avalanche. Favorite puzzle fucking game. Yeah, but you know. So, any other games besides uh, Paper Mario or Star Fox that you say <sighs> would say that kind of stick out to you? I, I was saying more less from you experiencing them when you were younger, but like going Coming back, back to them, and like yeah. rediscovering. Except for you, it's just discovering, right? Um, <laughs> discovering titles on N sixty four that you actually enjoyed. Yeah, Paper Mario, I played as a twenty one year old. You know, I played that every night before work. Working a graveyard shift. You're welcome. I think I fucking yeah, you, I bugged you, you the fuck out of you to get yeah. to fucking play that game. I got it for dirt cheap in a Craigslist deal, like right before Craigslist really died. Mm. As far as you know, picking up retro retro things. So I got it. It was a like dirt cheap. I got it for like five bucks, and you were like, "You need to play it now." I remember hooking up my little 13 inch travel TV with a DVD player built in, popping that on top of my desk, and just going crazy on that thing. Uh, you know, as far as other games that hold up, that. I honestly think really Star Fox and Paper Mario might be it for me. I feel like if I pulled up my my list of games, but like nothing's sticking out to me. Like the Star Wars games are notoriously just terrible. I like Star Wars Episode One Racer pretty, is pretty fun hit, to play. Yeah, pretty hit and miss as far as like on like a level to level basis even. Um, I'm gonna pull up my spreadsheet now because now I'm curious. Um, I've tried to play Mario 64 a million fucking times. You really? I have tried and failed. I even wow. got, I even bought a GameCube adapter for my N64 so I can play uh, one-to-one 
essentially controller emulation using my my WaveBird with the N64. I just don't think that's the right way to play um, Mario 64. I mean, why? I don't know. That's a really good game. I'm amazed you couldn't get into that one. I mean, because like I said, I, I experienced the 3D platformer. Mm-hmm. It, it, some, I took that formula and polished it. Had two thumbsticks instead of the C buttons. And I've played much better Mario games. Grew, I mean, every Mario game, I think, has been better, has iterated upon what the prior game did and has been as strong or stronger. So going back to that, it's like, I see why this is an important game. You haven't, played a, 3, this game. You haven't played a 3D Mario game since Mario 64, though. Super Mario 3D World, 3D Land, and other different. Those aren't, those aren't really 3D they're Mario very games. very You can't similar. even move the fucking camera. Well, you can barely move the camera in the fucking Mario 64. That's uh, not true. It has pretty good camera controls on the C-Stick. Um, it being locked in the X-axis isn't that big of a deal. I don't know. Get me drunk this week and make me play it. Or Y axis. I mean, that might be a bad. Uh, it was locked on the Y axis. A bad idea. You could change from different distances from Mario but, and yeah. then do a first person view. So, and you could hold a, a button to uh, fix the camera, and then Mario can you can play an entire level while fixing the camera. Oh, that's right. Which yeah, is that, wild. That seems like a really fucking asinine challenge that you could f- put on yourself if you wanted to. Mm hmm. So I think the best N64 games have had like HD remakes, like Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, and those still are solid experiences with little better graphics and modern controls. Uh, Pokemon Snap, well, I mean, which we talked about. Hardly modern controls, because they had to make those games without a second, even, a, there's no even C buttons in that game. But the, the way they did the, or they implemented the camera control where you hit, you tap the right trigger to center your camera. Oh, you mean the way they did it in the original in, fucking game? Yeah, yeah. Z-targeting. Oh, see, I didn't fucking, uh, I play the original one. I played at your house briefly, got scared. Modern never, camera controls. Everyone back to it. All in 1998. Well, you know what I mean. Fucking it worked fine. Well, it worked fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, episode one racer holds up. Pokemon Snap holds up. But really, I mean, F-Zero maybe. Yeah, it's a game I never, okay. I never played. But it's like there really? are a million versions of that. Like, you, no, you never it does, it actually doesn't hold up There's that There's four well, versions really. of that. Yeah, and um, I guess Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, that's Diddy Kong Racing no, is yeah, still, that's, that's still good. But I'm looking at the other games on my Even list. Mario, no, Mario, I'd say Mario Kart is worth, still worth playing. Mario Kart 64 is not a bad game to play. No, that's true. It's but not the best yeah. Mario Kart game, obviously. But if you have like any other Mario Kart game to choose from, like why would that be the one you play? To listen to Toad go, wahoo! <laughs> that's, Here we go! That's the reason. <laughs> hey, I'm before like, his voice became like really, really bad. Oh, he's so adorable. And I'm a Luigi. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. <laughs> he said so evil. <laughs> so frightening. Tight. It's awesome, I think. Personally, IMO. I feel like, do we need to wrap things up soon? I don't know. We have a we? few more minutes in us. I've I guess done. I should be looking at the person who wants to set his computer back up over here. I got minutes in me. You got minutes? You got fair, minutes? I feel like this is kind of wound down. We, I think we've had a pretty good top. Well, top. you know what I, what I wanted to touch on and get your guys' opinion on? Was right, we need one, one more little bit. Some of the really bad PS1 games that I grew up playing, and now that Andrew's in the room, he, he might be able to chime in. <laughs> we okay. He, 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 Andrew says, "I don't know about bad." Something about uh, something about Beast Wars. Is that what I heard? <laughs> Terrible <laughs> fucking game, dude. It's dude, I've been looking for Beast it. Beast Wars game is not that bad. There's two of them. There's Trent. <laughs> it's the game was bad when we were kids, and it holds up even less today. But like, okay, it can't be worse than the tank game that we played. <laughs> so here's the thing: Battle Tanks Force Global Assault. Battle, <laughs> Battle Tanks alone. Battle Tanks is sick. It does not hold up. Listen no, to me. Dude, I have no, such nostalgia no, for that game. No, 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 no. We just because played it last month. Dude, I play that game whenever I'm hanging out with Duncan. It's so Battle Tanks holds up on N64, dude. I, 
It can't be oh better on 64. God. 64 is absolutely better. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it just the graphics? Or the FMV? Just, <laughs> I don't know. Look, it just feels right, you know? Strafing. That's... Strafing on a tank makes more sense. Uh, the C button movements with a tank feel better than uh, running around with a derpy little human in Goldeneye or Perfect Dark. Mm, mm, I, that makes I, sense. So I want to list a few of the like How bad games. Land Before Time Racer. We, you know, I had never what? played it as a kid. <laughs> That's a real thing that exists. Yeah, yeah. it's not, there's no cars. They're just running. Well, it's Land Before Time. Great. <laughs> Hold on. It's the Great Valley Racing Adventure. <laughs> it's not what? good. Why it's it's also it's also known as Land Before Time SEO. This how yeah, this is how you know a game is truly terrible is you can walk into a used video game store in 2017 and pick up the game for $2. That's unheard of. Mario Duck Hunt sells for $10. Damn. And you, you could buy fucking Land Before Time Great Valley Racing Adventure for $2. And you know, I feel like we got $2 worth of fun out of that game. We played it for an hour. We I had played a good it time. for an hour and we're talking about it now. I think that's a valuable learning experience. Absolutely. And you know what? <laughs> Andrew, if you ever come down, we're going to play it. But a couple other, couple other terrible, terrible games that I grew up playing. Like I mentioned earlier, fucking Croc, Legend of the Gobos. But you defend that game. You like that game. I loved that game, but I can't play it now, and I don't know why I love it, and I don't even have nostalgia for it now. I remember loving it. I remember playing it. I remember breaking the disc. That's what nostalgia is, is not necessarily knowing how you feel about it now, but remembering that you loved it. But so it. <laughs> many things I can experience now, and it takes me back, and it makes me feel... Like, I can watch Dragon Ball Z and remember, like, flipping on the old tube TV and hoping my mom didn't catch me watching the show. Like, Next I time I feel on it. Croc. Right? The Gobos. <laughs> the Gobos. Um, dude, tons of licensed game. Tarzan was a fucking killer platformer. That holds up. Still tons of fun. I mean, it holds up as well as the... I think there's probably a Game Boy version of that. It was one of those titles. <laughs> it, yeah, it was everywhere. It was on 64 as well. Mm. I don't know if it's the same version or if it's comparable. If it's no made by the same people. It just used right. the same box art for some exactly. inexplicable reason. <laughs> that happened a lot less as you got along into that into this generation. It was, yeah. it was a lot more in the Genesis Super Nintendo era, but um, it happened quite frequently. Mm. Uh, uh, well, what else is there? Obviously, we mentioned the Toy Story game on PS1. Andrew, you remember the, the Toy Story 2 game? We played the shit out of that. Buzz Lightyear? Uh, did I mention A Bug's Life? Did I just say A Bug's Life? No, I mean, just all the Disney properties, yeah, basically. Tons of one. What you're saying is Disney, Disney, Disney. Holy shit! Mickey's Magical yeah, Kingdom yeah, make, Racer or whatever. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good Mickey games. That was a killer a lot car less, racer. A lot less on PlayStation 64 that I remember. Yeah. More on Super Nintendo. Do you, have you ever played fucking Laura Croft, Tomb Raider? Oh, yeah. Or I, what about the Lego racing game real quick before that leaves my mind? Never played the Lego racing game, but I did play the oh, Lego City. Dude, the Lego racing game was so Crash dope. Racing. Crash Team mm, Racing was yeah, cool. CTR. That was more PS2 for me. I played the PS2 version. It was like Nitro Kart. Mm, yeah. I want to say. I remember that, yeah. I just want to make sure I say before we go that if on the topic of PS1 games, I didn't get to talk about it, but Digimon World 3, play it. I yeah, push I it every time. every time. Every time I go into the store down by my plays, I look for it. And they had like Rumble Arena or something. Rumble Arena is all right. Um, is that like the Pokemon Stadium of Digimon? <laughs> no, it's actually like the Smash Bros of Digimon. Huh. That actually sounds appealing. It's it's a pricey game. It wasn't like a the original $10 one game. is a very good game. Yeah, like people liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. It's fun. I have a lot of vague nostalgia for Digi for Digimon. It actually oh, plays kind of like a Budokai game. I get I can down with that. I can down with yeah. that. Uh, did you guys ever play? I know you had to have. Uh, my favorite GTA fucking ripoff, Driver. I thought you were going to say Spider-Man. No, no. I, you know, I didn't mention Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 Enter Electro. Absolutely love those, PS2 love games, those right? games. No, the PS1 no, games. I, 
I had the Spider-Man game on N64. Red cartridge. Swag AF. Yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah, I would get that just for the fucking cart. Yeah. For some reason, man, color variants on cartridges were the fucking tits. Yeah. yeah. Blue cartridge for Tony Hawk, yellow cartridge for Donkey Kong, gold cartridge, all the fucking way with Zelda. I don't know what it is about that. That's why I'll pay 30 or 40% more for a colored vinyl, just because it's a different color. Ooh, I don't pretty. know why. It's just, it's pretty. Same with the car. Like, if there's a gray car option, I don't, I don't want that. But then it's less special when they're all different colors. Like, you look at the Famicom, and they, every single one is, like, it's a fucking spectrum. I love mm-hmm. that, though. I mean, it's cool. It's really, like, appealing to look at, but there's something special about having, like, 30 gray cards and then having one just that Pokemon one. popping out of that fucking Game Boy. And you're like, yeah, oh my no, god, it's there's red. There's no spine art on yeah. the fucking N64 cards. That is so a, when a huge it's problem. all stacked on your shelf. Same with the Game Boy. You can't fucking you can't store that shit. Yeah. What was Nintendo still using cardboard boxes? Yeah, like makes no Genesis sense. was using fucking plastic shells in nineteen eighty eight. Ahead of their time, plastic shells with the fucking hanger for the rack built Brilliant. onto the back yeah. of them. God, Brilliant, damn, Sega. Man. Why did you have to do what you did? I, you know, I bet Sega, they stopped being a company. They lost all their money because of their packaging. Nintendo oh, was saving shit. saving millions of dollars a year by using that. I know you're board. you're trying to be a funny man, but like, what if there's some truth to that? That can't, can't be the case. And like, you know, fucking, you're it's a toy for kids. You know, you don't keep the packaging for your for your action figures. Only some like autistic collector does that. If you're a little kid playing with a toy, you throw that shit away. You want the you want the goods. But it's like, especially with cartridges, which are prone to you know exposure issues you leave them in the sun they get all fucked up you leave them out in the dust gets in them and that's why your games didn't work then you just have to spit in them and they work even less i had controllers that were chewed up not because we had a dog but because i was a little child and i chewed through a cord and it still fucking worked because sure nintendo nintendium next turn to stroke out indestructible shit that they use to make their goddamn products well you know I just, I mean, 1988, 64 was 1995. Six. Six. Shit. Three years later, she was in cardboard boxes. And I, I don't know how they didn't, you know, because look at, like, can you imagine a PlayStation games came in, like, a plastic sleeve and then you threw the sleeve away? Like, we destroyed a fair well, share they, of discs. That's they different. They didn't do Is it, though? Yeah. The, and the Super Nintendo had cartridge. spine art, though. <laughs> The whole the whole thing, actually, the practicality of this comes down to, I'm pretty, like, a lot to do with, like, the spine art you can have the box or you can have spine art right you got to have one or the other nintendo did neither on the n64 no no end labels no end labels yeah and that was one thing that they they fucked up from super nintendo to to 64 yeah super nintendo you could have your shit stacked up and know what game you're picking out Mm -hmm. nes yeah label wrapper on this head and Mm -hmm. and labels there's 64 now there's a website that sells these custom end labels that almost every collector i've ever seen they 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 buy those and I mean it's a it's a solid investment. Um, not me though. I'm super autistic and I put them in a big giant plastic clamshell and print my own Genesis cover art. style. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have the tabs on them. I actually have a giant cork board that I hang them from. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not true. <laughs> Just hey, wait, you're actually opening up it's your own not game. Crazy. Super far from reality though. <laughs> yeah, no, I get pretty bad about it. Uh, but. Dude, no, I think this has been this has been a fun conversation. I like being able to actually look at you fuckers in the face. I I for one hate it. That's why I keep looking over at that chair because I can't <laughs> I can't think while I'm looking into your sultry gaze. I know. I probably have Chinese food in my teeth and my hair. I look like a scary clown man. Scary Rayman. Birds that look like EJ.tumblr.com. Dude, Nick's always referencing this shit. Make this shit. Link me. Start give me a subreddit. 
Okay. Are <laughs> birds that look like EJ? <laughs> yes, please. No, I know there was like we had all these ideas. And by we, I mean, I had all these ideas how this conversation would go and we kind of went fucking all over the place, but I think it was okay. Welcome to a conversation, EJ. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, we started talking about one thing and then we ended talking about something else. <laughs> wow. Wow. Really? You got to make a, a host feel special. Hey, man. I think we're co-hosts almost. Even though I make you do all the heavy lifting. Like saying host, I wasn't trying to imply that you were not a host. You were obviously an equal host of this. Nope. Aren't we all just Andrew's nope. host? Exclusion. <laughs> Andrew's hosting us. Andrew's that's what, that's what I meant. That is what you I meant. didn't say it the way I wanted it to be. But we knew what of. you meant. Yeah. But we corrected you anyway. Thank God. <laughs> that's what friends are for. Oh my God. Well, this has been the Concert Crusade podcast. To my left is the man, Trevor Chaffee. The Chaffee? 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 <laughs> really? It's it's, uh, it's Chaffee. Chaffee. Yeah. Chaffee. Yeah. Where Chaffee. can we find you on the internet in case our three listeners want to check you out because you've got some hot takes? At Trevorion. Everywhere. How do you spell that? T-R-E-V-O-R. E-O-N. Trevorian. Oh, like the Eevee. Like the Eevee. <laughs> nice. Do we have do we have any art? Trevorian art? Has anyone, have you commissioned this? Um, My ex-girlfriend made a couple pieces for me, yeah. How come I haven't seen this Trevorian? It's evolution. Uh, he, I got espion like little ears. It's very kawaii. I love it. Very kawaii. <laughs> is that your, it, is that your fursona? Sagoy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my fucking fursona. Oh my Give God. Give me daddy. Fursona. <laughs> okay. On that note. Oh man. I just got way too hard. <laughs> on that fucking note. <laughs> to my right is Nick Durheim. You can find him at Press Till Death on Twitter. Hey. All right. You can find us at console underscore crusade. I am E Jiggle. I'm fucking getting out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck around. Ka-chow. Thank you.